Hello, welcome to Real Plains Change. This is Adam, and today we have a special guest and a special guest game for an upcoming Kickstarter, which by the time this launches, the Kickstarter will be underway. So without, let me go ahead and introduce Jeff Barber. And Jeff, uh, what are we playing today? Hey, everybody. We are playing Blue Planet Recontact, the new uh, forthcoming edition of our classic sci-fi game that takes place on the waterworld of Poseidon. The particular scenario we're playing is called A Day at the Beach. Awesome. Awesome. And, uh, well, uh, typically what we like to do is we like to go around and introduce our characters. So I was in alphabetical order. So I'm going to go ahead with B and A being the first. I am going to go ahead and introduce myself. So I am playing Drew Latimer, actually for the second time. Somewhere out there in Ross Payton's archives is another uh, play test that I did with Jeff for role playing public radio. And I played Drew. He is a ex GEO pilot turned uh, Poseidon guide. So, in my own head canon, and I hope I'm not putting you in a bad spot here, Jeff, but I kind of think of myself as being n- not quite Hulk Hogan from Tropic Thunder, or not Tropic Thunder, but Thunder in Paradise, but I've kind of like ex military guy who's running that with less brother in my dialogue. Works, works for me. <laughs> awesome. Next. I'll say Adam from himself. Hi, I'm Brownie. Um, I'll be playing Digby Digger Jones tonight. He's a cantankerous mechanic with a heart of gold, and he has a bad knee, so it seems like a perfect fit. Brownie playing a mechanic? With a bad knee? Wild! I know. All right, and in continuing with uh, just playing playing to your type, uh, this is Chris. I will be playing um, Margaret Maggie Merriweather, who is... A Silva, which is an alien species, and also I am basically a game warden. So uh, I'm here to, like, fuck up alien Yogi Bear and anyone who tries to fuck up Yogi himself. You're less an alien species and more of just a modified human. Oh, oh, You're genetically engineered with uh, uh, silverback gorilla DNA. Oh, sorry. So you're entirely human. You just are bigger and stronger and a little bit hairier than, than your average human. All right, so I'm just a big buff Cheeto Puff. Gotcha. Cheeto Puff. <laughs> and uh, last, and possibly least, depending on the height of the collected group, uh, is, uh, is Joe, and I'm playing Philip Sanchez, a native guide and insurgent sympathizer. He's uh, got an Aquaform mod, which I believe means he has gills and uh, webs nicotating membranes. Uh, again, another uh, genetically altered uh, human designed to live on Blue Planet. Yeah, one of the original, one of the descendants of uh, the original uh, colonists. Yeah. Right. Um, and it's probably relevant to the story to point out that Philip is Digger's nephew. Oh. And he is also uh, Drew's cousin by marriage. Mm. Or maybe it's nephew by marriage. I think it's cousin by marriage. So there's the family business. Um, and as I want to do, especially with one shots like this, I have a little intro and I'd love for player participation on this. Hell you yeah. guys can see the file I shared um, called uh, Day at the Beach. I think it says player intro. Okay. All right. The beach. You guys open that. I would love to take turns paragraph by paragraph going around maybe in the same order that you introduced your characters. Okay. Go ahead and reading the setup so that um, we can all start in the same place. Okay. So yeah. 
a day at the beach, anytime, anything, anywhere, anytime. Red Sky Channels, I mean, Red Sky Charters official motto, and now here's my paragraph. Red Sky is a small charter and transport service founded by Drew's uncle, Carl Latimer, who was tragically lost at sea over a year ago, along with the company's newly purchased but uninsured aircraft. Now in deep financial straits, and despite your limited experience, you are trying to keep the company afloat, literally. To make ends meet, you have been forced to take any job that came along, each more dubious than the last. The Red Sky Charters crew is back, and this time they're escorting a group of Biogene executives on a four-day team-building trip into the colony world's dangerous outback. Arrogant executives? Check. Lethal ecology? Check. Third-rate guide service? Check. What could possibly go wrong? You've been hired by Everett Whitegate III, who I already hate. A high-level biogene executive. A genius in the genetics lab, but a rather unorthodox leader. Whitegate has decided that what his executives need to turn them into a blue-sky, synergistic, bleeding-edge team is a week-long survival challenge in the outback of Poseidon. Convinced the only way to have an authentic experience is to hire a small-time local guide, Whitegate picked Red Sky. A long day's trip by hydrofoil finds you pitching camp on the beach of the tiny, unclassified island number 40407-UC, thousand clicks southwest of Harmony. Clearly uninhabited. Why would anyone come here anyway? Probably not big enough to support large predators. That's good. Jungle is dense, but if you keep them out of it, then maybe no one will get bit, stung, envenomed, or poisoned. Why does the boss man keep using the term bleeding edge anyway? <laughs> No worries, you've got this. All you have to do is keep them safe for a few days and you get paid. And maybe word of mouth will lead to more in corporate business. That's where the real money is, right? More business will be great, right? No problem, right? Keeping people safe in the wilds of this super dangerous, hyper-predatory, unexplored water world is what you do, right? <laughs> yeah! All right. So uh, you have had a little bit of short notice. And it was a uh, quick um, packing and prep job that went into this. Uh, and the last 12 hours have been spent uh, cruising off to this particular location, a location picked specifically by Mr. Whitegate himself um, for its uh, unexplored and isolated nature. Um, you had 12 hours aboard your hydrofoil, The Last Chance an aging but still um, workhorse-like watercraft. Um, and you have spent the last couple of hours picking a campsite, prepping the camp, and setting up. Um, by way of introducing you to the uh, people that you are guiding, as well as some of the basic mechanics of the game, I'd like to go around and have each of you pick from the NPCs that are described in the intro I gave you, the one that you either decided to have a chat with on the cruise out or are now helping uh, as they bumble through trying to set up their tents or help prep camp. So, Adam, um, as Drew, who would you like to try and engage with? Let's say that you this, this conversation took place on the cruise out. Um, you're in your hydrofoil whipping along at probably 60 kilometers an hour, cutting through <laughs> the swell. Um, you are linked to your um, watercraft through your V, so you mm -hmm. can actually wander around below deck, do other things as you as you pilot using the 
sensors and, and uh, systems on board the ship as if they're part of your own body. Um, who do you pick and what, what, what is your opening line for a conversation with this person? Okay. I believe I would pick Maggie. I'm thinking of the NPCs, the ones who oh. are, are one of the ones you're guiding. So oh, I've got a, list of them. got a list of them here at the... Um, oh, yeah, I see them. I see them right here. Um, my yeah. apologies. So there's, there's Everett himself, uh, the, the high-level executive who's arranged this little outing for his crew. Uh, his um, gender-fluid, very goth-appearing um, uh, offspring that you were introduced as Eve. Um, yeah. Martin Privet, who is his sort of sycophantic uh, uh, executive assistant, kind of dotes on his every action, and and as far as you can see, tell is very competent, um, but also clearly uh, twitchy and gun shy from just his constant mistreatment by Whitegate. There's Mister Rip, who is this large and overbearing bodyguard who just screams bodyguard in his every action and, and um, motion. Uh, Alice Sayers is a, a geneticist from the lab. Daniel Moore, a business, uh, sort of business development for the, for the lab and a bit of a, a kind of a mall ninja. You can tell that the clothes he's wearing are the, the mall equivalent of uh, outdoor gear. That is the sort of thing that no one would actually ever wear into the outback. Um, and they can tell that they, they have just come out of the packaging. Okay. Uh, you've got Joseph Chen, competent lab director, and Yu Takamura, who is a bit of an absent-minded older fellow, but uh, a genius in his particular field. And uh, Antonio Rodriguez, just a division manager who is seeking to prove herself and decided that the way to do that is to impress him on this trip. I believe that since I'm the guy piloting the ship, I need to try to talk up Everett Whitegate the third. Uh, he's uh, the one front in the bill for this, and uh, you know I would probably have approached him just giving basic information. Uh, sir, we're we're over. We're straight on our way there. If it looks like clear skies, uh, we will be there in X amount of time. Uh, you know, start out with that, and after dropping the details in on it, I'm I, I start kind of I'm gonna try to pump him, I guess, for why he stuck with that particular island or okay, everything so else. You lay down all these details, feeling like a very competent guy, um, and uh, you then start to ask him about this particular island. You describe it to him. You talk about how so many other places that are closer. And you've been going on now for several minutes and he's nodding and you hear him occasionally like make some noise of agreement. And then he turns and you can tell that he's talking on his V to somebody and hasn't heard a word you said. Uh, and he looks over at you and then just looks back and continues talking. You seem to be in his way. He pushes past you and he looks at you as if, you know, you are, are uh, someone who is waiting on him in a restaurant. Okay. Well, now that the pecking order has been established, I will uh, drop that particular line of questioning with him. And uh, I think the nosy part of me wants to kind of linger maybe a little bit for a couple minutes within earshot just to see what was so damn important that he was going to blow me off. And then if I don't get anything out of that, I'm just going to go about the well, rest of my task. The advantage of being plugged into your, to your 
uh, boat is that you can use its cameras and mics to basically listen in on on any part mm-hmm. of the ship. That you, well, of course, it is an older boat. There's a few that are out, so there are parts of the ship that you can't really access readily. And of course, yeah. the head and some of the bedrooms; those are wires have been pulled on those long ago. Yeah, but uh, he seems to be doing business talk, right? There's no there's no mention of this this um, trip other than uh, an explanation of why he's not uh, at corporate headquarters. And um, as he walks up onto deck, he's talking about something blue sky and synergistic. Okay. Yeah, he leaves you feeling ignored and kind of disappointed. Uh, agreed. <laughs> oh, just like my last uh, boyfriend. <laughs> All right. So who would like to engage with someone next? This one will be also, we'll also assume this one's also on the trip out. So, um, I'm actually going to go next. Uh, I'm going to sit down across from Mr. Rip, pull up, uh, like just pull up my four fingered hand. Big, all right, big guy, let's just get this over. And I'm going to challenge him to an arm wrestling match. Okay. Um, he looks at you, raises an eyebrow. Um, you can see that you sort of, he was about to get up and follow, um, Whitegate out because he is very, uh, conscious of his role and is always hovering in the background, um, and seems particularly anxious ever since you left the dock. Like the fact that he's out here without, um, the corporate compound around him and access to additional security personnel has really got ripped pretty nervous relax uh, big guy put a little lead in your pencil he sort of stands up and you kind of like impose your considerable bulk between him and the companion way um i'd like you to make a test by way of uh showing how the basic die mechanic works but also as a way to kind of convince him to not just push past you and, and head after his charge sure so let's go ahead and look at your character sheets I noticed that I had the motivation of social, and I figured big buff ladies going to want to be big and buff at people. So That sounds good. So here's how the basic mechanic works. If you all look at your character sheets, there's attributes and skills. Um, you always try to pick a skill set that you think applies. And unlike the fixed skills of, of more traditional game systems, these skill sets do, in fact, describe... Full skill sets typically associated with an area of education, an area of training, a, a particular occupation, and anything that a particular skill set should reasonably cover is something you can attempt with that skill set. So, for example, uh, Maggie has uh, GEO military. Um, anything that a soldier, a trained soldier, could try to do um, could be attempted with that. You'll notice that the skill sets are in three columns. Uh, and those represent the increasing specificity of that particular skill set. So continuing with the geo military example, um, that's the general column. Core column is um, forward recon. So uh, she was uh, trained as a forward scout. Uh, and then the specialty is sniper. The right. difference in each of those columns is that you get to roll um, more of your dice pool. So general is single D10, core is 2D10, specialty is 3D10. So your chances of succeeding in the more specified part of the skill set increases. Okay. To determine, determine your target number, you take the number associated with that skill set, in this case four, and then you pick from the attributes 
that are on the left-hand side of the character sheet and just add those numbers together. Which attribute are you going to use to kind of govern skill set? And which, which one applies varies depending upon the circumstances. The four attributes, cognition, psyche, coordination, and physique are self-explanatory. The focus attributes under them are just ways that you can make your character more specific to the concept you have in mind. You actually make, all, you make those up yourself. We have lists of them in the book, but you can make those up yourself um, to really characterize your character. Right. So which of these do you think you'd like to use with your, um, you, you said you wanted to use something about social? Yeah, I'm actually thinking that this is going, from the skill set, it goes down to the core of Bright Savannah Res. Because okay. I, I, I kind of get the vibe that uh, Silvas tend to be very physical people. The uh, yeah yeah they can be. Bright Savannah Reservation is uh, the colony that was set up by or that was offered by the um, GEO. Right. Um, and so uh, there just wasn't room room enough to write it all out there. Right. Yeah. So I would say that's probably appropriate. I, this person is, is clearly not familiar with uh, hybrids. Um, and it is probably not going to know anything about Bright Savannah, but um, I think you could you could certainly lean on a hybrid culture, maybe go down a level um, okay. and just be, be lean on the stereotypes of uh, Silva hybrids to kind of maybe a little bit intimidate, maybe a little challenge, maybe a little bit impress. Um, what attribute would you like to use with that? Oh, I'm actually being very social about this. Like I'm not being okay. mean or anything. I'm just like, hey, come okay. on, let's. let's- Let's arm so wrestle. Are you thinking uh, cognition or psyche, or are you coming at it maybe with a little savvy or wisdom? I'm thinking savvy because okay. this guy's got mods. He obviously, if if you have mods, it's because you wanted those mods and you wanted to show off those mods. Yeah, he clearly has. Um, whether they're whether they're the legal versions. Uh, mild skeletal enhancements. He's probably ex-military himself from the way he b- carries himself, but um, you're not sure where he came across those, whether they were government installed or if it was something he got in his line of work. But if you're going to take uh, hybrid culture and savvy, so that's a total of four, and in the general column, that'll give you one die. All right. So um, what would a success be in this case? Well, you want to hit equal to or less than but in this particular case, um, if you look at the second page of your character sheet, mm-hmm. you'll see that there is a little chart of sorts that gives you um, some maneuvers. Okay. And this is kind of a social maneuver. And when you do when you do anything that has potential to be opposed by another character mm-hmm. or um, some environmental circumstance, it's an opposed role. Oh. So it really matters how much you make it by it compared to how much they make it by. Okay, so this is probably like a persuade defy thing right here. I think so. Yep. All right, so I'm rolling a single d10, and I got a three, which and so is... that gives you gives you a, an action value of one because it's mm-hmm. it's one better than you needed. Mm-hmm. Um, and he actually hit his exactly. So even though you both succeeded, uh, you managed to sort of throw him off his game. He stops in his tracks. Uh, he doesn't often have to look up into people's eyes because he's a pretty big guy. Uh, and mm-hmm. you can tell that that um, is having a, a psychological effect that you're familiar with. Uh, yeah. And uh, he sits back down at the table, puts his arm elbow down on the table and shakes his head and puts his hand up. 
I, I slap him on the back. I'm like, yeah, that's what I thought, buddy. Come on, let's do this. So, um, I just, like, full-on, like, pure jarhead, just arm out, ready. Okay. Um, this would, I think, probably be just a physique test, uh, also opposed. Um, you are both, just use your physique. You have uh, a couple of focus attributes, powerful um, and intimidating. I think powerful is appropriate, since you're arm wrestling. Um, and with attributes, yeah, attribute tests here. Attribute tests are a little different when they're just straight up without a skill set. Your base is always five, and then you add your attribute to mm-hmm. it, whether it's a positive or a minus attribute. Um, you just add it to the base. Uh, in transit. Uh, okay. <laughs> Approaching. Sorry, I'll, I've got to run away for a couple minutes. I'll be uh, back in a little bit. So, Daniel Moore, uh, not just in terms of what you can't help, like, just beautiful physicality. Um, and he's got a glowing smile and a big mop of perfectly tousled blonde hair. Uh, and the outdoor gear that he's wearing, you know, on a catalog page. But it's just going to get in his way out here and, and not last very long. Um, belt, he's got boots that hold in court with a couple of the other members of the team. Uh, and looks at you as you walk up and big smile on his face. Uh, I just want to engage in conversation at first, just, uh, you know, the regular perfunctory things you do to start up uh, a longer conversation. Okay. And once uh, we've, we've uh, chatted for a little while, just start messing with him. And and by that, I mean like, oh, wow, that's really, really brave that you're wearing, wearing that. Didn't you know that that is actually attractant to some of the, um, the insects that are on this Island and, they start going through and, and talking up and down the stuff on his little utility belt that I'm sure he has. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's outrageous. There's all these pockets on it. And he, and as you say that he pulls out a, a, a little digital device from one of the pockets and you can see that printed in sort of warning orange on the back, it says uh, field guide and then in uh, Poseidon predators and dangerous species. And he starts thumbing through it. Um, as if he's looking for some way to refute what you said about the insects and his fancy vest. Um, you notice, uh, aside from the, the big knife and, a, and, and what look like, um, like commercial grade, uh, like consumer grade MREs stuffed in his pockets, you see there's this yellow tab hanging off of one of the pockets on his vest. And you realize that it's a kind of uh, inflatable life jacket or something. Um, yeah, it says something, the strap says survival bubble. It looks, it definitely looks like a gimmick. I'm going to file that one away, but uh, I'm, I'm going to let him know, you know, you know, the, some of the stuff on these islands, you know, isn't into your, your guidebooks yet. You know, I mean, they're discovering new species all the time. You know, we've been doing this guide stuff for a really long time. So, you know, we've run into things that, that uh, you know, they're not that common. They don't really make it into the book. But I tell you what, that repellent that you have, that's not going to work against some of the stuff on this island. Let me let me give you something that's going to work. And from my mechanics pockets, <laughs> I just want to, you know, produce a small tube of something that reeks to high heaven but won't okay. actually hurt him and give it to him as a repellent. All right. So some sort of uh, bioplastic lubricant, I guess. Yeah, let's say something like uh, like antifree, anti-seize if you ever use that. It smells okay. hideous, but it won't it'll just it'll turn your finger black. 
It'll turn right, everything so, black and silver, but it won't do anything bad to you unless you so what adjust kind of, it. What kind of skill set do you want to use to um, sort of play this guy on? Uh, outdoorsman, resourceful. <laughs> Perfect. I love it. That'll give me a target of what? Uh, seven. Let's see. Your outdoorsman is a four, and, and resourceful is a three. Yep. Well, I got a six and a ten. All right. So you made it by one. Um, and it is actually important. Let me know exactly. Uh, I'll back up. If you ever make it by um, five or more, you get a, a benefit, a narrative benefit, or like a plus two forward. If you make it exactly, you succeed, but there's a little bit of a complication. And if you fail by five or more, then there is um, a consequence, and uh, you have to kind of change your tack. So if those are the, ever the case, just let me know. But you made it by one. Um, you kind of exchange your spray for his. Uh, he sprays a, a little bit of it on him. Uh, oh, uh, hang on a second. This is going to be a, a pose. I forgot. I'm going to see if he's going to be able to pick up what you're what you're trying to do. He's not an idiot, but in this circumstance, he's definitely more trusting than he should be. Uh, yeah, you succeed, but but barely. He looks at you a little bit confused. Takes the tube from you. Um, you find yourself holding his really expensive repellent, uh, and he sprays a little bit kind of around his head and you can see it already starting to stain his skin a little bit. And uh, Antonia kind of looks at you and looks at him and you can see that she's kind of biting her tongue and there's a little, the smile doesn't get to her mouth, but it's definitely in her eyes as she looks up at you with uh, a new level of appreciation. And conveniently it works because it repels just about anything from the smell. <laughs> yeah. You can see how people are already kind of wrinkling their nose and he, he's trying to pretend like he can't smell it. It's the strong stuff. It works. Brownie, you're a treasure. Never change. <laughs> All right, Joe, what's, who's Philip going to engage with? And let's assume that you guys are gear back and forth or back from the boat onto the beach and you've been lugging it up onto the sand and you guys are in the midst of setting up camp. Um, who are you going to find and, and how are you going to engage with them while they're trying to put their tent together or otherwise establish camp? Um... Let's go with uh, Martin Privet. Okay. Uh, this guy is, he's small. He's clearly doesn't get, uh, it's not that he doesn't get any enough exercise. There's just something about him that he's been sweaty since the trip began. Like he's just not used to being outside of air conditioning. Uh, <laughs> he, his hair is matted to his forehead. He seems like in a con perpetual state of stress. Uh, He's talking to himself all the time, but you realize it's because he's just managing um, a lot of calls and um, doing a lot of work while you guys have been underway. And even while he's here on the beach and trying to get his tent poles sorted out and the fabric in the right direction and, and um, get that all set up, he's still trying to field communications um, for Whitegate and keep doing his work. Uh, these tents are really simple. They're made out of smart materials. Uh, some of them aren't old, so they're not functioning that well, but uh, they really just need to be oriented the way you want them and then uh, released, and they'll just sort of set themselves up. But right. he just can't seem to do it. It's upside down. It's now full of sand. Um, he's just standing there dejected, holding the... I'm, I'm just going to take over for him. Okay. Hey, I, I, I'll, I'll get it. I'll get it. You just maybe, I'm sorry, maybe what? have uh, a... Hang, hang on a minute. And he, he clearly cuts off to whoever he's talking to and turns to you. I'm sorry, what? How about you just take a seat? 
and like in the shade over there, you seem pretty sweaty. I'll I'll take care of your tent. Oh, bless bless you. I appreciate it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, just uh, yeah, I've got hey, man, to take this meeting. Um, you're not going to be able to be on the phone the whole time. It's dangerous. Yeah, well, um, tell that to Mister Whitegate, and then he looks at you like, oh, maybe I, sh- I shouldn't have said that. But he, whatever, uh, it's it's all right. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Thank thank you. Uh, thank you. And then he's, you see his eyes kind of glaze over again as he's talking right, yeah. to somebody in his head, and he wanders up towards the, um, towards the palm trees that are along the shore, along the top of the beach, um, seeking out some shade. You do wonder fleetingly. You know that's. The ocean is a little more dangerous than the jungle, but not much. Um, so you kind of wonder fleetingly as he wanders up towards the trees whether that was a really good idea, but you're committed now. I mean, um, as long as he doesn't go too far, it can't be that bad. Uh, yeah, that's what they say. Um, <laughs> you, you, know, you know, you were born and raised here. You know this planet. Even though you grew up in Harmony, which is a fairly large town, a city really um you've worked in the outback a lot and right. um, and it's it, it can turn on you very quickly so you I do mean, keep a, you do keep an eye on him as he heads up towards the yeah. trees he's if if we're not if he can't get off the phone he's going to get in trouble one way or another and it would be better for him to get in trouble right now anyway while we're right next to the boat it's a good point and later on why don't you give me um test to kind of assess, so he he walks up to the to the tree line. You can see that just walking up through the sand is exhausting, right. and he just sort of flops down in the first piece of shade he can find. Give me um, <laughs> a skill set test that will allow you to assess that he hasn't sat down on anything poisonous, that there's no um, organisms nearby that are seeing him as a, a source of food or a threat to their territory. Um, uh, this seems like it would be either local guide or survival. I think either one of those. Well, survival is core, so I think I'll use that one. Okay. Uh, roll two dice. Yep. What what uh, attribute would you like to that skill set to? Uh, I imagine it's cognition. That's fair. Cognition. I think focused might be good. Yeah. Okay. So paying attention. All right. Yep. So five on two dice. Uh, I got a two and a 10. So I think I keep the two, right? Yeah. Yep. Right. Um, that's not a bad place to flop down. He's still out in the sand. Uh, the sun's pretty high. The shadows are pretty straight down. Uh, at least, at least you can see him. Right. And you'll certainly hear him if anything, uh, starts to give him a, a, a problem. Something might crawl over and bite him, but there's nothing there now. Yeah. That's what the anti-venom is for. Yeah. All right. Uh, looks like Chris is still out. So is he, let's. Oh, he's uh, muted. Yeah. Well, he a, said he was back. A, yeah, it's a hell of an arm wrestling match. I mean, it's it's <laughs> one for the. It's, it's over. The, I, Jeff, what I really need to know about that arm wrestling match is which one of them is going to do that over the top, like where they curl their hand around the other's <laughs> hand, and just, right, you right. know, which one of them is going to break the rules. <laughs> oh, he's back. Oh, right, yeah. there he is. Sorry about that. No worries. We just went ahead and um, we, we did the, that thing they do in movies, right? We left the high tension moment as you guys are eyeballing each other and your hands slap. Start kind of. Bam. Uh, yep. Um, and then we cut to a much more bucolic scene of helping someone on the beach and I mean, spraying somebody with uh, 
um, industrial lubricant anti-seize yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it so, really okay. works okay. we're going to do an opposed opposed physique test here so one die and uh, you can use powerful Privet himself has a literally uh, or unironically uh, trick up his sleeve as well I think okay. you're muted yeah no I'm, I'm back sorry okay Okay, so uh, I guess I'm going to be rolling powerful. Yeah. All right. So add the, add that bit to the base of five. Okay. Uh, the attribute base of five, and then just roll one die. So you're rolling against a nine, which pretty good. I got a nine exactly. Okay, so you made it exactly. Um, he made it exactly. So there is this dramatic uh, moment where neither one of you is gaining any ground one direction, then they move the other direction. I want to know, are any of you somehow getting in on this? Like, Drew, you can see it through the cameras. Uh, it's still while you're underway that this is happening. So maybe some of you are walking through the wardroom or through oh, yeah. the salon. Um, is this going to make- turn into us versus them? Or <laughs> I'm making it very clear that this is a friendly game. Okay. How are you doing um, that? Are you making faces? Are you conversating like, while you're grunting yeah yeah like i'm smiling and be like oh wow that's a good one right there okay uh so we'll have to make another test can we say that also i'm kind of watching to see how the bodyguard's handling himself on this issue here kind you, of yeah you you go ahead and make a social test of some kind um some skill set that would allow you to sort of size somebody up especially uh, in the in the area that you know, in the sort of professional element of, of being a a bodyguard and, and working with the kind of darker side of psychology. Okay, so I guess it would be observant and um you know, I'm kind of I'm kind of looking toward the military aspect is what I've seen of people. So I guess either GEO military or warrant officer warrant would yeah, give you, me two. You made, but... you made him for ex military, so I'll give you that. Uh, the okay. military. Chris, did you make your second attempt? Oh, uh, yeah, let me roll. Sorry. Right, um, so. Can any of us be in attendance that want to be? Sure. Uh, that's a six. Okay, so you made yours by three. He made his by four. Oh, it's embarrassing. The, the human beats the silver. <gasps> your hand slams down. This is hard fought, but your hand slams down onto the <sighs> tabletop. And uh, you see, in the, in the, despite his hesitation, he clearly didn't want to lose, um, and and he sits back, kind of like yeah, and then remembers <laughs> I got to be cooler than that. That's so. Where'd you get your mods? That was impressive. Digger, you were present. What was your involvement? Uh, I pass over the Blue Planet equivalent of a fiver to Joseph Chen, who was watching with me. <laughs> okay, so you guys were actually betting on him. Right, <laughs> I like that. I didn't notice anything insightful from my observations. No, this guy's pretty plays it pretty close to the vest. Um, where where did you get your mods? That's impressive. He looks at you with a raised eyebrow and then says, "Really?" Yeah, really. Well, really like you sh- you should realize he works for Biogene, uh which is one of the big uh, biotech incorporate, probably one of the most most uh economically powerful and if not politically powerful um city states or corporate states on the planet uh, wow. and one of the biggest operations. And they, they, they create a lot of these same biomods and put them in a lot of their security personnel. 
I I just I'm surprised. I'm I'm impressed. I didn't think that they would use their own tech on. Um... Let's be real. You and I we're just grunts. Yeah, been there. Yeah. Uh, but I got a client to deal with, and he kind of gets up unceremoniously and and heads up on deck. Hey guys, I meant to ask when we started. What's your timeline for tonight? Are we looking at three hours, four hours? What's? Uh, I can go. Um, I have to be up. I've got work at nine, but otherwise I'm good. Uh, well, so. these slots are generally yes. set for four hours, but I can compensate one way or another. Yeah, four hours. I, I, me. I, I can do Joe. Yeah, I can do it. I have no okay. expiration date. All right. <laughs> well, it's only five p.m. out here, so it's easy for. Me. <laughs> um, all right. So if you look at the map, you'll see where uh, listed in the the C one box is the anchorage, and in the C two box you see the camp. So you can see that the tents are set up um, on Sandy Shore, um, just east of the tree line, just above the high tide mark. Um, you guys finished setting up camp uh, and have begun to prepare dinner for the night. The sun is setting to the west, um, and you're getting that long golden line, that sun to the shore where you're standing. Quite a beautiful moment in the golden hour. Ah, beautiful day. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, while you guys are prepping the meal and you know, everyone's kind of moved through the mess line, some of them are sitting quite contentedly in the sand, uh, scarfing down on the um, fresh fish and um, the meal you guys prepared, the seafood stew. Uh, others are kind of awkwardly trying to like hold too many, like they're trying to have a plate and a bowl and a, and a eating utensil and a cup, and they're just not used to eating out of doors without a, a picnic table and an umbrella. Um, you see that Eve has kind of found a piece of a, a, a log that's washed up on the beach and is sitting away from the group, eating her meal. A couple of the quieter of the crew sat in together off to the side. Uh, others are sort of studiously trying to be part of the group without having to engage, clearly not really enjoying this experience or buying into the point. Uh, more of the mall ninja is very clearly trying to suck to Whitegate. Uh, keeps making comments about how, yeah, still smells funny too. Keeps making comments about how beautiful it is and how this is wondrous and what a great idea for them. This is only going to make them a stronger and more effective team. What, a, what an excellent idea. Uh, and then Rip kind of rolled my eyes in the background. Rip kind of keeps his eyes um, peeled, and you can see him nervously kind of watching everywhere, uh, his head on the swivel. Um, at some point, White Gate uh, kind of clears his throat and gathers folks around, and looks to one of you like he's waiting for you to get their attention or introduce him or something. I, I'm just watching, like I. I uh, lean back, uh, just kind of put my hands behind my head. Okay. I guess I'll be the social butterfly. So who am I introducing? I'm sorry, my wife walked in the door. Well, not not introducing him so much because they all know him, but he's sort of standing there as if uh, he's expecting you as the as the guide, as the host of this expedition yeah. to sort of draw everyone's attention to the fact that he has something to yeah. say. That it's sort of the, uh, the the official opening of this activity. He's kind of looking a little. Uh, 
I'm gonna fall back on military. I'll fall back on my military background and, you know, stand up kind of abruptly and, uh, uh, you know, attention, everybody. And then I kind of, you know, when everybody looks at me, I go, I just kind of extend my hand toward uh, our uh, benefactor. Thank you, Mr. Latimer. Appreciate it. Um, I can't think of a more beautiful setting for this opportunity. I can't imagine uh, a place that is going to be both as stimulating and challenging as the outback of Poseidon. And uh, I hope you are as convinced as I am that this is going to be the, the ultimate team building exercise. As part of that, I wanted to make you all aware of some of the plans for the upcoming week, um, beginning with tomorrow's morning activity, a race up that peak. And he like points to this nearby, it's not a mountain, but it's a hill and it's covered in jungle. And he goes on to talk about how he's assigned teams and first thing in the morning, everyone's going to um, have to do some land navigation to find the peak. The first people to the peak are going to get a bonus um, and uh, it's going to build teamwork amongst those that he, the teams that he's assigned. Um, and he's assigned them purposefully and he goes into this, all this psychological mumbo jumbo about uh, how he thinks this is going to work out. Um, but while he's doing this, you see uh, Privet coming up behind him, holding a strange, what looks like a dry bag. You guys know what dry bags are? Uh, like these yeah. vinyl, you know. So he's holding what looks like kind of a strange dry bag. Uh, and then Whitegate goes on and says, and as part of this week-long exercise, it's important that we focus. It's important that we really get down to our roots and divest ourselves of technology and, and make sure that we are really connecting ourselves with nature. That we, that we go back to our wild state. You can see people's eyes kind of looking dubious. Other people are rolling. Morris is kind of shaking his head, like trying to make it look like he thinks it's a great idea, but even I mean, he looks a little dubious. Um, Takamura looks kind of bemused, uh, but everyone else is kind of looking around expectantly. Um, and only some of them are surprised when he orders um, Privet to collect everyone's Vs, um, either, either their um, actual V if they're wearing it, or if it's implanted, then their satellite relays. So that essentially he is taking away their ability to communicate outside of uh, this circle or off I, the island. I try not to stifle a laugh. Yeah. Uh, Privet walks to each of them, and they sort of reluctantly drop tiny wearable communication device into this bag. Uh, at some point he goes over to Eve and you can argument break out. Um, and he's trying to hush her, hush her and uh, Whitegate looks put out as he looks over towards his child. Um, but then Privet comes back and finishes collecting the devices. Uh, he says, of course, I realize that this is a matter of safety. Our, our guides have access to their communications, of course. Um, but in terms of our team, we are going to be connected, connected to the planet in a way you haven't been before. And so it makes a big show of grabbing the bag from Privet and sealing it up and handing it to Rip, who then um, sort of puts it in, a, um, in his tent and uh, makes it clear that uh, you have to come through him to get at your electronics. I kind of elbow Drew in the... Um like the stomach and just kind of give him an eye, like give him a look 
Like, isn't this shit hilarious? I, Drew is keeping a stone face like nothing's being said to him. Just, you, you know. You can tell that the crew had not uh, expected this till he started talking. And the executives had not expected this till he started talking. And um, there is a couple of moments of sort of not shocked quiet, uh, but quiet nonetheless. And then they start in small groups mumbling and talking. And some of them are debating whether this is even safe or against their contract. Others are saying, ah, it'd be great to not have to worry about being connected to the world for a while. Um, but there seems to be a diversity of, of takes on, on this latest demand from their strange boss. Come on, everyone. It's going to be fine. You've got us. We're experienced. We're, we're guides. I've been here almost all my life. Uh, couple, a couple nod uh, like they're agreeing with you. A couple nod but dubiously. Um, <laughs> you guys do have comms, but they're going... They're not individual satellite v, uh, satellite enabled Vs. You're connecting through your boat, which has a, a satellite uplink. So you're essentially communicating through through the boat to get communication beyond the range of the island itself. Okay. How far is our range of communication to the boat? Like how good um, are our antennas to the boat? It's, it's essentially a line of sight. Oh no. <laughs> I mean. Trees and that kind of thing are are not likely to interfere, but you know, get a big. I mean, we big but we can see the, the big boat. ridge of mountains over there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's ought to be interesting. Let's not go over the mountains. Stay on the <laughs> side of the mountains. Hugh Ozzy Osbourne over the mountain. All right. So you are the guides, as someone just pointed out, um, and uh, your primary job is to keep these people safe, make sure they get back to civilization. Um, I'm assuming you're not just plunking the tents down in the sand and calling it good. Uh, this is Poseidon, after all. It is the outback, and this is an unexplored island, as far as you know. Um, what precautions might you be taking? Uh, so this is actually where I shine. Okay. Uh, so I have survival training and with a core on the Poseidon frontier and a specialty in predator behavior. So uh, why don't you give me, um, give me an idea of what you want to try to do? Um, and then we can play through that. So what I'm thinking is with my core of the Poseidon frontier as my like specialty, uh, I am going to look around and find a good clearing where we could like maybe cut a tree or two down and make a defensible location for these utter dorks. All right. So you're going to go, you're going to go into the jungle right now. You're kind of in the open, in the sand, the tents have been set up on the beach. Um, you're going to go into the jungle and, and try and find this location? Yeah, not super far into the jungle, but close enough. Okay. So yeah, you head into the forest looking for, I don't know, something with uh, uh, an, your, uh, an approach that's blocked by terrain, uh, a cave, uh, fallen trees, that kind of thing? Yeah. Basically yeah. like a, a good defensible location. It doesn't take you long. I mean, whatever the the characteristics are you have in your head, you you can find them. I mean, it is a mm-hmm. an, uh, an untouched jungle, uh, and there's a, a lot of terrain to choose from. Especially if you go a little farther in, and, and the as the terrain as the uh, elevation starts to rise. Yeah. So basically, what I'm looking for is a fairly rocky outcropping where we can set up tents without like a lot of issues and uh, a fair like. 
basically um, a good sight line. Okay, so is the plan to move camp or just have it as a place to retreat to? Uh, as a place to retreat to. Okay. Anybody else going to take any precautions <laughs> here on the beach? Yeah, for my part, I'm going to make sure the uh, the cots are up off the sand, you know, to keep the crabs off. Uh, oh, no cots. They're just on, oh. they're just on like thermarest camping pads. <laughs> well, then I'll, uh, I'd say I'd uh, kind of circle the tents with the, the openings facing in and have a campfire between the tents and the wood, uh, the jungle. Okay. Just as kind of a buffer, you know? Sure. That's all I'm really looking You're to do. Circling, kind of circling the wagons? Kind of a crescent, yeah, with the, uh, the fire being the other half. All right. Any other precautions people want to take? I'm just going to check the immediate area for any, like, known uh, problem, uh, flora or fauna, uh, yeah, yeah. so we so we know what, what preventions to take. Perfect. I think Philip and Digger should both make an appropriate test to do just that. Great. Uh, because, because uh, Digger, you said you were um, sort of making sure the tents got set up in a particular way as to avoid some of the potential wildlife. And Philip, you're looking for sign that they've been here. Um, so pick a skill set that you think is appropriate and give me a test. Resourceful outdoorsman. Perfect. Observant might be better, actually, if you've got it. Do you have observant or anything? Like I do. That? I do. Yeah, uh, observant. Pass by one. Okay. And this, I guess this will be focused survival, same as before. All right. I mean, one in a five. One. I'm sorry. So you made it? You made it? Made it on the dot, yeah. Okay. Um, you made it on the dot. Um, Philip, you, you're young. You haven't seen everything yet. Right, um, yeah. But you're pretty, you're pretty sure that this, there is definitely, um, there are tracks that you don't quite place. Okay. Uh, but Digger, um, you know, your uncle, you trust him. He knows his thing. And when you point right. them out, Digger, you um, quite readily realize that um, these are your namesakes. So your name might be Digby, but all your friends call you Digger. Um, but that's actually after the, your personality. Not that you like to dig holes, but you're uh, stubborn. And once you're dug in, you don't tend to um, give ground. Same as digger crabs, which are this indigenous species. They're like the size of trash can lids, um, really thick, dense shells that are extremely tough massive pinchers that if they get a hold of you, they're kind of slow, but if they get a hold of you, they can pinch your hand off. I mean, they're, ah. they're, they, um, tend hashtag to not coconut crabs, right? Hashtag, <laughs> hashtag big coconut crabs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> More dangerous coconut crabs. They are called digger crabs because they tunnel under the sand. Um, and they do leave characteristic marks in the sand when they come out at night to feed. And there are definitely some of those above the high tide mark. Most of it's been washed away, but you can tell that um, there have been some in the area, at least in the past day or two, the tracks seem fresh enough. How deep do they burrow underneath the sand? Pretty shallow or? Um, they tend to dig into the, into the wet sands so that they can actually create little tunnel networks. Um, they're, not, they're not usually found above the waterline. Uh, because they need to keep their gills wet. Um, so they're fairly deep. So I imagine Especially we have some, yeah. so I imagine we have some um, materials 
on board ship. I'm thinking maybe uh, a perimeter or rebar driven down into the sand, kind of equivalent uh, around yeah, the backside can, towards can, the wet. You can get, um, I don't know necessarily if it's rebar, but certainly various materials um, that be the equivalent. Uh, you can even cut spikes from, from the forest if you need to. Try and drive make, some of those in a, in a bit of a palisade around the Make the a little village, digger barrier, yeah. Around the tent village. Yeah. And, um, I'm, and I'm sure we have like the equivalent of alien clam shovels. Yeah, you've got a whole variety of tools. Yeah, just make uh, make travel through the sand difficult up behind the camp. All right. Um, I like it. I got a suggestion too, Mavericks. A couple of you will spend the afternoon you know, driving these stakes into the ground. Um, you don't have a lot of them, but you can kind of put, put them in the ground where you think uh, you know, down, down slope towards the water is going to be a better preventative. Yeah. Uh, you've got some uh, spears from spear guns. You've got some, maybe some pieces of rebar, um, other spare parts, um, uh, metal materials that you can drive down the water and into the, to the water line and um, try and build. I don't imagine it has to be a, a um, solid palisade because the crabs are fairly large. They have to be something they can't get through. Just has to be, you know, trash can, a little smaller than trash can lid wide. Right, right. Like, you know, da, 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 bump. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, Maybe. they it just can't dig through it, so but they're like, oh, we can't go this way. They're, give, me they're, some they're kind of test. give me some kind of test that you would make um, to sort of engineer this defense. Drew, well, I'm looking at, you said you had something you wanted to add? I was wanting to actually, well, it's a separate item, so it's not going to affect what uh, Digger's doing right now. So you may want to go ahead and finish that scene up there. Uh, either uh, Outdoorsman or Hunter. I think Hunter would be good. And then Resourceful, again, because we're yep. kind of... You're scrounging materials. Scrounging it together, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that'll be a target of seven. Uh, a three, a, a six, and a five. So all successes. Yep. Um, yeah, you actually are surprised at how effective the thing is. It it kind of looks a bit like uh, like you're building a set for a Mad Max movie or something, right? You've got all these random sort of sitting like spikes or, um, out of the out of the ground, like defensive punji sticks or something. Um, but uh, at some point, Eve uh, White Gates kid comes wandering over, just couldn't overcome their curiosity. Uh, at what it was you were doing, um, it just kind of stands in the sand, staring, staring at you, hair down, all emo over the eyes. Um, I'll just start narrating over my shoulder whatever I think a you know a teenager might be interested in digger cla- digger crabs, big claws. Just talking it through while I'm working until okay, they walk away. Right. Can can I hit one of those? Yeah, hold yeah, the hold it. the stake. Uh, yeah, back, I imagine you've hammer. got some kind of some kind of mallet. Um, and, uh, just the way they hold the mallet, you realize that they're not used to kind of physical labor. Um, so you're a little dubious about holding the stake, but get your head out of the way and they take a few practice swings and not very strong, but they're definitely getting into it. And you can see that after they swing a few more times and swing a little harder, they're clearly taking out some frustrations on, on the stake. And, Everything uh, I explain is in the least condescending way possible. Okay. Um, they work up a sweat and continue to help you pound in stakes for uh, the rest of the of the job. Kind of Go act ahead. like the uh, you know friendly uncle. 
go ahead and um, make a test while I, I go to uh, Drew and see what kind of rapport you build through that activity. So pick a, a skill set that you think you could use to connect with a teenager. Drew, what okay. did you want to add? I was really wondering if it would be possible with the stuff on the ship that since this isn't my first rodeo and I am a, a, a you know a frontiersman anyway and very resourceful, if I have a means of setting up a repeater. So if we get over the ridge of a mountain, or is that going to kind of defeat the purpose? If uh, if I have something on a boat like that that I can no, set I, up. I ahead. don't think that, I think that would be easy to do. In fact, um, it is quite possible given your profession mm-hmm. uh, that you may even have something like that. Um, so go ahead and give me local guide. I think you have local guide or boat captain. Yeah. Uh, pick one of those and see if you were had enough foresight to to pack that and and right. uh, if you did, so you can just to, set, have it ready to set up. And to make sure I'm making the right uh, to figure out the target number I'm working with, if it, it'd be resourceful and uh, boat guide, so it would be like six since I got three and resourceful and uh, boat boat captain is on the three tier. Am I doing this right? So what's the number on your boat? Let me let me open your character sheet here. Okay, I just want to make sure I'm cool. I think I know what I'm doing, but I want to make sure. All right, so uh, my boat captain, it is on the three spot for under special. Well, it's not the it's not the spot that matters for the number. That's the mm-hmm. number of dice. It matters what the number is to the all the way to the left of that line. Yeah, it's it's three. Three. Okay, and then your um, resource. You said resourceful. Yeah, it's also yeah, three. So, so you're right, six, and then you roll three right. dice against the six. Okay, just want to make sure I'm cool. Yep. And I rolled a 10. Um, well, if you rolled a 10, it doesn't matter. Did you roll any successes? Uh, I rolled one success and okay. uh, two failures. All you need is the one success. There's only, most of the time, it, you only need one success in, the, in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a die pool system that you get to roll more dice, so the chances okay. higher. The only time the number of successes matter is when you're rolling damage. But that's a different mechanic. And and okay. if for some strange reason we should get to that mechanic, <laughs> okay, and, it's awful. And when you're All looking right, so, for margin of success, you just want to pick the best one. Yep, basically, exactly. Okay, yeah. so Good, you're always that's what picking I've been the doing. best one. Always picking the best one unless it's damage. Okay. The only time you don't is if you're defaulting. Like if you just don't have anything, you can default, and then you have to roll dice and take the worst one, not the not the best. Okay. Um, all right. So you've got the device. You going to bring it ashore with you? Like pack it in one of your bags and yeah, make sure. Okay. Um, all right. Sun goes down. Uh, people kind of get over their initial being stripped of their communications gear. There's actually a lot more conversation going on because people aren't distracted by work. They're not distracted by uh, Comcore. They aren't. Eve isn't playing a game. Uh, it seems like, at least in this way. It is driving the group together because they have nothing to do but chat. Um, Digger. Do you want that rapport role? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm looking at guide, probably, because that's the interesting that's stuff. The, and the also kind of my that. job to get along with them. Sure. And then observant to be able to um, kind of see what's, what what um, lines of, of conversation are, are most interesting. I like it. All right. So that'll be a target of six. 
and that is a one, which means a margin of five. Right. So you get to choose. Do you want a narrative benefit or do you want to on the next appropriate or next associated role? Uh, let's go for a narrative benefit. Okay. Um, you basically get um, an, a, uh, like your own little fan club. Uh, they respond to you in a way that they're certainly not responding to anybody else here, certainly anybody that they came with. And they begin following you around, um, not in necessarily an annoying way, uh, but in a way that they're hanging on everything you say and everything you do, and they want to. Uh, and uh, so you feel like you've built up enough of a clout that if you ask for something uh, or tell them to do something, they're going to listen rather than like roll their eyes cluck their tongue. Um, I imagine that's because while we've been working together, we've been working together and I've not been saying, do this, do this. And I, we've just been working together. Yeah. You did a good job. You gave them a couple of tasks too, that feel to a kid in, in the outback for the first time, like things of important responsibility, even though if they could mess them up, it's not going to be that big a deal. Um, so you've definitely struck just the right note you were looking for with this person. All right, so sun goes down, and a while people tired, long day on the boat, makes people sleepy, um, and they retire to their tents. What do you guys do? Um, so, uh, do we want to draw straws on who takes watch? We can do we rotating get... watch. Yeah. Say a rotating watch, and let's let's get the pecking order kind of lined out for the morning, because look, like they're go- we're going off there. Uh. I mean, I'm all about if like if they'll let us, we'll go through the gear and make sure that they're, everybody has packed the appropriate equipment. That's something I would do in the morning. But yeah, I'm up for the watch right now. I'm still pretty awake. I could take first. Okay, I'll go second. I'm angling for a longer uninterrupted sleep period. <laughs> <laughs> Crotchety, man. I got it. I, I believe I'll take the third watch in. Okay, um... It's moments like these that you realize how much you love Poseidon. The cranky executives are asleep. You can hear some gentle snoring through the tent walls. But looking out over the water, both moons are visible, and uh, at least one of them is close to full. Uh, The water is glowing silver. You see um, rolling bright sort of turquoise blue uh, bioluminescence in the, in the curling wave on the, on the shoreline. The stars are, there's no light pollution out here. The stars are just thick and the air is as clean and, and as ocean fresh as, as it ever is. Uh, and so you're just struck once again by the fantastic place that you now call home. Um, Digger, you're, when you're on watch, what are you doing? Describe to me your like location or your motions or uh, tending the fire, uh, kind of just doing a perimeter and then spending a little bit of time checking on the fire and then doing another perimeter. Uh, just you know, checking where the stakes went in, checking the um, jungle line. Okay, you're checking the stakes. Give me um, a skill set that would let you sort of notice something amiss with the stakes. Hmm. Probably uh, either outdoorsman or hunter. Oh, you put him in with hunter. Let's use that. All right. And then observant hunter. Target a six. Uh, pass by two. Okay. Um, well, that's weird. That stake seems to be 
leaning dramatically. You don't remember pounding it in that way. Maybe it was a kid. And then you notice the stake next to it start to wiggle a little bit. And it starts to kind of lean over. Uh, go and wake up. Um, oh, Chris's character. I can't remember the name. Sorry. Maggie. Mag- yeah, just uh, go nudge Maggie awake and say, hey, I think we got some uh, digger clams coming in. Can you help me? Oh. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, bud. I was about. I was actually going to get up a little bit early to spend some time with you. Let's do it. Great. That's when the screams start. Great. Where, Everybody where roll from? initiative. Uh, initiative, is, initiative is an attribute test. So your base target number is five, and then you add your coordination to that. Um, in this case, it... You can use different attributes depending upon the circumstances. If you're trying to think fast, whatever. But in this case, you're trying to move fast. So okay. coordination or one of the focus attributes for coordination. Uh, as soon as I hear the scream, I, I go from like chipper friendly person to just full on operator mode. Uh, and my coordination is a five plus a one. So I, got a, I rolled a four. Okay, so you made it. And this is also a... Where where the action value it's called matters. So you made yours by two. Yes. Um, and basically, you act in order of your action value. So the bigger the action value, the sooner you go in the round. Okay. Um, so can I, I use acrobatic just, to get me moving like fast. Um, it's not it's not really a matter of acrobatics. This is a speed thing right now. Okay. Right? So um, and I'll just start counting down. Anybody make it by five, th- uh, four, three, two. Four. Four? Four. Okay. All right, so you two act at the same moment. Screams wake you if you're sleeping, for sure. Um, and uh, those that made a four act in the same ra- in the same phase. So what do you do? Um, I just barrel straight past Digger. Okay, so you're trying to Go burst through. out of the tent. Digger's like, I don't know, shaking your tent or just calling yeah. at you through the, through the door. Um, and you push past him. And run for what? Uh, the screams. Okay. They are coming from one of the tents, for sure. And you see the uh, tent itself seems to have sort of collapsed. Who else got a four? I had one. Okay, Drew, what are you doing? You wake Drew instantly. Is, okay. Uh, Drew is grabbing the, uh, I guess, harpoon gun you said we had. Yeah, I mean, you've got a, a variety of firearms, and sidearms, and you do have some spear guns, because you are in the outback. Uh, well, I'd say that I would go ahead and grab the, the sidearm and a first aid kit and just take off running. Okay, so you burst the, out of your tent just as mm-hmm. you see Maggie go charging across the sand towards a tent that appears to have collapsed. Uh, that was mm-hmm. fours, threes, twos. Rip comes bursting out of his tent. Um, he's got a huge hand cannon in one hand, and he's doing like a, a four-point check as he spins around looking for whatever the threat is. Uh, and you see the laser light from his uh, from the sight on his gun kind of pan over the tents. Uh, ones, zeros, minus ones, minus two? Negative one. Negative one. All right, what do you do? Head for the scream. Um, right, so, is it near where the the stakes were jiggling? Yes, it's the tent that's on the sort of the far end of your st- line of stakes. So as if something had come around the stakes. Um, kind of worked their way down the stakes and then kind of found a a way around. Um, And you see that the tent collapsing, Maggie, you know, kind of pushes past you, knocks you back off your feet a little bit, and then you just pelt after her. Um, 
And, and I would go around to the back of the tent, like from where they would have come from the stakes, like start on that side of the tent. Okay. Um, Maggie's got the tent itself covered. Joe, Philip, what are you, what's your initiative? Uh, I was away from my computer uh, oh, at that okay. moment. No worries. No worries. So, <laughs> so you I will are, be last. <laughs> you, you, wake to, you wake to screams and sit up. Um, wondering yeah. what, the heck, what the heck's going on. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think Maggie, and I don't know if anybody else, I can't recall of the rest of these characters, but I think Maggie, you have um, uh, enhanced neurons as a biomod. Uh, if you look at your second, second page of your character sheet. Uh, my biomods are, da, 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 um, where would that be on the, uh, um, the second character sheet under, under biomods. Let me open the character sheet on the right hand side, Chris. Oh, oh, that's on the first page. Uh, yeah, I have hybrid and an old school skulljack. Um, but I think you have oh, also... wait, wait, wait. Uh, accelerated neurons, neural yes. jack, enhanced smell. Yeah. You have accelerated neurons. What that does is basically you've, the you they've uh, upgraded your nervous system by having uh, uh, metallic fibers grown along the length of your major motor nerves uh, and it just makes you faster and the way that mechanically is uh, modeled is that you get a second action called a reaction um, in, in each round the only stipulation is that somebody else has to act in between your first action and your second action to kind of so that we can have a little bit of time pass between the two. Gotcha. Um, right? So it, it, you can't act consecutively. So, so another character has to act in between. Okay. So If it turns uh, out that you are the only one acting of the line and no one else can act, then you can just take your second action. So as you okay. race towards this tent, you get a second action. Um, I get to the tent and I use my massive physique and just my pure fucking bulk to powerfully rip the tent flap off and just like basically collapse the tent immediately. Okay. The tent is already well, mostly collapsed. Um, and you can see it's people are, somebody's thrashing around inside and it, first you don't realize what's going on, but it looks like the tent is actually getting smaller. Um, it's, it's a little unclear. Uh, and you grab a hold of it and you start to pull. So give me, um, a test of your physique. Okay. Uh, would this be use of powerful? Sure. All right. Uh, that is a nine over seven. So. Okay. So you start pulling. It's it's bioplastic fiber. So there's there's no way you're going to rip through it. Um, and it, you know, usually you should be able to drag the tent across the hand, but it's clearly like stuck and seems to be not only stuck, but it's pulling away from you as if it's being pulled down into the sand. So the rest of you uh, crash up. The rest of the, re- the rest of you crash up behind them. Everybody. Okay. It's getting buried. Come on. Rip starts, Rip starts yelling and you can hear other people waking up and starting both in fear and also like, what the hell? Why are you waking me up? You damn fool. Put that gun down. Um, it's since I since I wrote a four and I'm the next one there, I guess. Uh, it, would it be possible for me to take my knife and slit the tent to try to get a hold of the person inside? Uh, yeah, let's do that. Let's make sure we got this the initiative order correct. So anybody beat a five this time? Fours. Uh, I uh, actually got a five on the dot. 
So you made it by five or you rolled a five? I rolled a five plus my coordination, which I believe is a six. I'm so you made it by you made it by one. Yes. Yes. Okay. So we've got okay. anybody make it by five four. I, I I made it by four. I have okay. uh, so four fours act simultaneously. Go for it, Adam. Okay. So slitting the tent. You grab to... a knife. There's that moment as it shines in the moonlight, and then you stab down in the tent and just cutting. Um, yeah. I'm assuming it's like a, a military diamond knife or the big serrated back yeah. really standing on it and kind of ripping up because the whole thing is collapsed going. going through the sand was coming from just so that maggie's on the front pulling up and i'm on the back pulling up so you get you grab a hold go ahead and give me the, the same physique test i think you have tough you could probably use that i do have tough you got mechanics hands and arms get a good grip on it yep um that is a seven so physique Physique is five plus your physique test. Or your oh, that's physique. right. Um, so yes, succeed by one. Okay. So it's it's no longer being pulled down into the hole. Uh, and you actually manage to recover some of the tent. And it is clearly the bottom, the underside of the tent is being tugged down into the sand. And you manage to pull it back, you know, probably 50%. Um, that was fours, threes. Twos, ones, zeros? Uh, ones, I guess. Okay. Um, while he's pulling that up, I'm going to leverage all of my physique to just pull the rest of the tent up and see if I can grab, get whatever is pulling it down with me. Okay, give, a, give me another shot, another test. Okay. Hell yeah, that is a one. Okay. Out of seven. Out of seven. So you get either narrative benefit or two to your next re- related test. Okay, so what I'm thinking is narrative benefit is I just, like, tug it so hard we see the, the uh, animal okay. that's doing this. The, the tent actually comes right out of the ground. And between the two of you, you've now, like, suspended it ab- above the ground with the person um, in it, almost like one of those blanket tosses where you're holding a blanket and throwing someone up and down. But now the person kind of comes flying up and you hear, like, a new kind of screaming rather than just... I'm sinking into the sand. Now I'm flying into the air. Um, and as that happens, uh, Abby just comes pouring out of the tent into um, Drew's arms because he had just slashed this big hole in the tent. Uh, and you guys had flung them up through the, the hole. Uh, the digger crab uh, that's clinging to the bottom actually is yanked up out of its burrow but they chain together like their shells are designed such that they can kind of like make these little trains of of multiple crabs. uh, And as they move through their burrows to help keep them from collapsing. So you pull, it almost looks like a, like a centipede um, as you pull several crabs above, well, two or three crabs above the surface of the sand. At that moment, Rip starts yelling like, what the fuck? And his gun starts to go off as he just starts plowing rounds into this string of crabs going down into the, into the ground. They are pretty formidable looking creatures. They're large, uh, big, cra- big claws. Um, and they, especially in the dark like this, they look pretty scary. So there's muzzle hey, flash. Stop that, idiot. There's muzzle flash and, and gunfire um, as he starts plowing into the, into the crabs. Uh, that was ones, right? Zeros, minus one. I tumble out of the tent at the sound of gunfire. <laughs> yeah, you duck out that of the tent. Um, 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I kind of imagine Phillips a teenager. What the hell? Old. He's been around. He's been around like the Outback, so he you know he knows rifles. He's a hunter, um, but he still probably thinks like he's got to carry his gun everywhere. So he's like fumbling with his rifle um, as he comes out of the tent because uh, he heard gunfire. Right. Um, yeah. So you've got you've got a, a weapon with you. Where do you head? Uh, I mean, I'm. I look for the source of the gunfire as it, I imagine it's still going on. Yep, you, you see, see muzzle flash. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, then I, I run over there. Okay. Uh, firing into a hole is what's left of the first couple of crabs in the chain start retreating down into the burrow. Sand is collapsing yeah. in on it. You guys, you're, the sand is kind of collapsing in kind of like an, uh, an antlion hole because you guys are big dudes and you're pulling hard on the tent and it's all collapsing in around the burrow. So the, Crabs are half stuck in the sand. They don't have a place to necessarily retreat. And Rip is going to town on them. Would you say he's letting her rip? He's letting her rip, <laughs> oh yes. <my> All <laughs> right. I like so it. I, I have a suggestion. Um, somebody stop Rip, and then I'm going to try to salvage the crab for breakfast. All right. I think I approve of what Rip is doing. I don't know what you're talking about. Food. There's a lot of yelling. Someone's saying, stop, stop, stop. Uh, you hear other people shouting questions. Whitegate is demanding answers. Um, it's dark. People are got headlamps on. And, the, you know, that annoying uh, habit that people have when they don't wear headlamps a lot of shining them in everyone's faces that they're talking yeah. to. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mall Ninja comes out and he's got some bright light. Uh, and it's in everybody's <laughs> face. Every can't place. see. Yep. <laughs> um, and so you can uh, imagine the kind of like, overbearing chaos uh, of this moment. The panic is gone and the threat is sort of over, but people don't realize that. And some of them are scared and some of them are angry and it, it's uh, going to take a little while to sort it out. Calm and convincing to uh, talk everybody down, stop the gunfire. Like, come on, come on. Shh, you got, we're okay, camping. Give me, give me your, give me your speech and then we'll have you roll. All right. Whoa, 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 whoa! Nice shooting text. Look, we got it. We got it. Look, we're camping out on uh, out on the frontier here. Like these things are bound to happen. We they just triggered our, our our alarm system that we had set up. We've rushed over here. No blood, no foul. Everything's okay. Looks like we got breakfast. Look, you're going to get an actual hunter's experience here because not only are you going to have breakfast, but you're going to have a breakfast of a kill that you're involved in. This is team building. You are ingesting nature and you are taking it into yourself. You're ingesting nature. One. There's the tagline for today's session. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead and give me a test of your skill set and see how well this goes over. I'll give it, it's an opposed okay. test and they're pretty worked up. All right, so my highest is a 10. And I also got a one and a four, and my target number on my end was a four to beat. Okay, so you made if it by this four. Work, I'm just gonna cool. If this doesn't um, work, yeah, I'm just gonna Speech is pretty time. good. They they actually stop yelling, stop moving around. You talk long enough that they they all start paying attention, and when you're done, they realize the threat is over, and now they're just after a momentary pause, start talking really excitedly, right? Um, that was dramatic and cool and there was even gunfire and when someone mentions fresh seafood for breakfast it gets people's attention so you do manage <laughs> to get under control and uh it does take 
probably an hour at least before um, people are ready to go back into their tents. Um, Digger, I imagine you're probably going to go around and uh, redrive some stakes, and someone's going to have to short the perimeter. Yeah, yeah, someone's going to have to find a new place for Eve to sleep. Um, Her tent is, or their tent is, not really in any condition to be occupied. Um, but within an uh, hour, buddy, you, within, you can sleep in, in my hour, tent. I'll, I'll stay out in the sun. I'll stay out. Within within an hour or so, um, settle back in for what's left of the night. Well, uh, it was time for my uh, my uh, watch anyway. Uh, so tell you what, y'all, um, Eve, you can use my tent. Uh, I'm I'm probably gonna be out here anyway, so I've, I've got some prep to do, and then I'll make uh, I'll I'll start working on this uh, this crab for the morning. How's that sound, everybody? Everyone's like, oh, yeah, it sounds good. Off to bed. Uh, Mr. Rip, may I have a moment? What now? Another arm wrestling match? Uh, actually, no. I wanted to speak with you uh, privately. Sure. What? I appreciate that you're trying to help your uh, your uh, employer, but leave this to the professionals. We know what we're doing. We'll get, to, we'll get everything taken care of. Happy to do that when I find some. He turns around heads back towards his tent. <laughs> Well, he just made an enemy. Wow, he's pretty worked I don't up. See anything? His, his stress is has been pretty high since you left Harmony, and uh, you can tell that there's more going on in terms of uh, his watchfulness than just a bodyguard at the beach. Oh yeah, no, this is super suspicious. Like I, I'm actually already twigged. Well, Maggie comes off as a very, very much a Pollyanna friendly person. I'm paying attention. So I'll like, so, uh, I'll uh, just nudge, uh, Adam, Adam's character, uh, Drew. Drew. Yeah. Okay. Keep keep an eye on him. Um, certainly, man. But look, we've got we've got to keep this together, man. Everything hinges on this. We got to make it a success. No, Just, no, I I want to make a profit, but we got to keep an eye out for each other, you know. So this is maybe you're, an opportunity. You're my best friend, Drew. I'm care. I, I care about you, man. This is maybe an opportune time to talk about uh, tracks. If you look at the second page of your character sheet, you should mm-hmm. each have um, a track for Red Sky Charters. Tracks are a way to sort of um, model, uh, well, th- usually some sort of mental or emotional state or um, belief that the characters yeah. have and that might change in play. Uh, they're often um, campaign specific. So if this is a campaign about Red Sky Charters, you've all got a Red Sky Charters track. Um, but you can also make yeah. them custom for your individual characters. If you decide your character concept has a particular um, shtick that you want to emphasize, or uh, if something comes up in the play of a campaign that could add a track to everyone's character sheet. Um, but characters can have different tracks and they're generally customized to the game as it's being played. Um, those tracks sort of monitor your um, relationship with how you're feeling about something or um, your uh, stress or fear or bravery associated with um, what's going on. In this case, right. you guys are all um, devoted members of the Red Sky Charter family. And ideally, we would pick sort of where you are in that track at, at the moment um, and then as circumstances in the game dictate, that track could go up and down. 
And the significance of the track changing is that you can gain bonuses or penalties depending upon the circumstances. And the same level in the track can be a bonus or a penalty depending upon those circumstances. Right. Right. So where everyone should kind of pick where they feel their character starts in that track. Um, and then as things change through the course of play, you may move up or down. So the way I'm playing Maggie is Maggie is a very loyal friend to Drew. Okay. So I am as far along the track as Drew wants me to be. So Adam, you get a choice. I can be blood, sweat, tears, loyal, it's a living, calling in sick, or just being like, fuck this, I'm out. My, I, I would, it's listed here that I would sacrifice my life for you. Yes, I, I feel like, it, you know, it's blood, sweat, and tears. I feel I, my life is in your hands. All right, I'm, conf, so, I'm confident in you. Yeah, no, we're, basically we're best friends, and we, uh, we're, we're building this business together then. Yeah. So those, those uh, penalties and bonuses will apply depending upon circumstances. So keep them in the back of your mind, and if you think that something would be uh, easier or you would be um, more motivated because it was related to Red Sky Charters, we can talk about the bonus. Mm -hmm. If something is harder or more dangerous or more challenging because of it, we can talk about the penalty. Okay. That would apply to everybody. All right. So I think, Drew, you had third watch. Yep. All right. So um, well into the morning, um, as as dawn starts to pink the horizon, um, above a, the, uh, the a, nice, a nice smell of crab cooking over a, an open fire. <laughs> Maggie's famous crab omelets. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So do I need to make any kind of checks? Uh, no, nope, uh, see if anything's going on. It's not a check so much as you not quite sure when it happened, but the way you've got your, everyone has a V, uh, a virtual interface. It's called a V or a mm-hmm. VI uh, or a link. Um, it may be implanted. It might be a piece of wearable equipment. Um, but everybody has one, almost everybody on the planet. And it's what allows you to connect with each other, connect with Comcore, uh, communicate. It serves a whole bunch of purposes. But it does have um, a, a, a gremlin, an interface that you can customize and people generally do and carry it from V to V so that it sort of becomes something you're a lot of people sort of think think of them almost as pets, right? Because they're so customized yeah. that they begin to respond to your questions almost as if you um, knew what you were thinking or what you were going to ask. Um, and it has your preferences built in. So I, I'm not sure how your V is laid out in terms of your interface, but um, at some point you realize that the indicator for your connection to satellite comms has gone red. Um, it's offline. So your connection to the boat is still happening. Um, well, you're still getting a signal from the boat. Um, yeah. But you're not getting a through line to the satellite. Um, and then a couple minutes mm. later, as you're kind of running a diagnostic and trying to figure out what's going on, uh, your connection to the boat actually disappears. Mm. It goes offline. You can I see think, it. The boat's, um, the boat's flo- you know, at anchor offshore there. You can see it bobbing in the water. Yeah. I think I, this is where I'm going to go ahead and wake up the next person. So I guess it would be Joe's character. Which what's your character's name, Joe? Philip. Joe is Philip. I'm gonna wake. I'm gonna wake Philip up. I uh, look. It's it's almost morning anyway. Can you can you cover the rest of the watch? Uh, we've lost communication with the satellite, and we've also lost communication with the boat. Want me this to swim out like, to the boat? 
I'll swim out to the boat. It's my oh, whole well. deal, man. <laughs> See, are, wet are fingers. You, yeah. You do have a little smart material skiff that pulled up on the shore too. So you don't have to swim, but you certainly can. In fact, as a native, yeah. you probably wouldn't. As a native, you probably wouldn't think about the boat first. Swimming. Hmm. You're, you, you're a teen boy. You would want to swim I, just to prove you can swim. That you know that sounds that sounds like a good time for your character to shine. Do you have any tech abilities to kind of like make sure you know st- turn it off, turn it back on again, kind of thing? Uh, not as such. Um, yeah, I have mechanic and damage control. Yeah, seamanship. I got some. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll take this. You think you go take a quick morning swim? Yeah, yeah. All right, appreciate it. Clap you on the back, real camaraderie. Here, take this rifle. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I imagine Philip here uh, on I'm going to go wake Digger up because he's the mechanic. Like, hey, <laughs> Uncle yeah, Dig. But... Hmm. Comms are out. Again? Uh, yeah. I imagine right, Philip um, is probably just in pair of board shorts and maybe yeah some yeah basically just kind of kicks off the flip flip flops and dives into the water yeah after i after i wake my uncle up I'm like okay head out to the boat when you feel convenient i'm just gonna make sure there's nothing wrong out there it's it's not it's sort of a cliche uh and depending on who is describing it it sounds sometimes like a sarcastic one or a new age one, um, or if it's coming from another native, just honesty. But there is something that happens in the seconds when you submerge. Um, there is an explanation for it. They call it the lessier effect, but it, there's this sort of euphoria that hits real quick, a, l- a little light euphoria um, as your gills yeah. open and you begin oxygenating through the water. Um, and it's something that you just can't describe to non aquaforms but uh it's always invigorating um and it just makes those moments it loads those moments with an emotional response that you know just makes you want to spend what time whenever you can in the water water. yeah yeah so you plunge into this clear turquoise water uh, and you know a bunch of fish analogs scatter a bunch of things growing off the, the bottom retreat into their shells uh, and you swim out towards the boat, and it's a couple of minutes. Hey, give me, give me some seaweed. A couple of minutes. I ignore you see the, the anchor chain, the anchor line going down, and then you climb up the little water deck in the back and get on board the boat. I'm just going to um, take a look around, see if I notice anything that's obviously wrong. Um, nothing's damaged. There's nothing broken, uh, but since you're looking, it won't take you long to realize that. Nothing is on either. Uh, usually when you're on board, you know, there's indicator lights at the controls. You head right, down the right, right. way and, and the lights come on automatically. It's an old boat and there's a lot of things that don't work. And there's a lot of things that are jury-rigged, but nothing is working right now. Um, it's as if the power's out. Um, yeah. Or, yeah, or go check the old, uh, blown or check the battery or whatever the storage Yep, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of there's a big uh, rechargeable battery. It, there's a hydrogen, it's a hydrogen uh, fuel cell that actually powers. Okay. The, it's got a um, hydro, uh, magneto hydrodynamic drive. Uh, it's essentially the Caterpillar drive from from Humphrey October. Um, right. <laughs> the, I mean, that's a thing, and 
in the far future, it works. Um, and most boats are driven by it. Um, but it's powered by hydrogen, uh, which is cracked uh, in ample supply from the seawater. Um, but that generator can also provide electricity. And even though it appears to be functional, it doesn't appear to be operating or at least okay. supplying power. Um, can I use a mechanic here? Yeah. To see if there's a, a fault somewhere. Absolutely. All right. And I'm a narratively appropriate amount of time behind him on my way out to the boat as well. Oh, you're going out too. Okay. Well, you're also a native. Yeah, he woke have, me up. Yeah. You have the same experience into the water. Um, maybe you linger a little, little too long in the water just cause it's, it's, uh, nice. it's so good. <laughs> yeah. Um, you backstroke your way out there or dive to the bottom and just swim around a little bit. Um, and then climb out. Uh, of the boat as well. All right. So now just to be clear, um, there's a column of numbers. And that yep. is the target number that we want to roll under, correct? Well, you add that number to uh, the appropriate attribute. So you take your okay. skill set, and then you right. take the attribute and add them together, and that's your cool. you want to roll equal I just wanted to make one. sure. All right. Yep. Uh, say, so I rolled a four, which is one over the three I need. Cognition, I imagine this would be focused, you know, going through carefully. Yeah, you confirm that nothing seems to be working, but you don't. Yeah, don't know what's wrong. All right, Digger, well. you drag yourself up on board and you find Philip kind of he's got a couple of cowlings open and a look of information on his face. Um, I don't know, Uncle Dig. I can't figure it out. Uh, head, head over to the uh, the hydrogen generator and, you know, kick that one spot on it that you always got to kick sometimes when it's not turning on just to see if that does it or... Right. Well, you, you, know, realize, it, the, you realize it is on and it is functioning. It's just not distributing power. All right. Um, probably check the... Um, I would say the the wires equivalent sure. me, coming out of it. Me, I think you have uh, mechanics. I think you also have hydrogen ignition. Hi, uh, hydrogen technology, reactor technology, and mechanic, yeah. yeah um, Which one's best? I think any one of those would apply. Mechanic would probably be most, most generally applicable. But any Let's go observant mechanic. Okay. So that's a target of six. Uh, succeeded by three. Okay. I keep telling you that this boat is old, but it is twenty one ninety nine. So it is a, a future boat, um, and everything is integrated. Uh, or at some point when it was new, is integrated and computer controlled, uh, digital um, switching and, and operating system that basically makes it a smart boat. Um, the danger is that everything is is interactive and interfaced, um, and as you work your way through a checklist of possible malfunctions, you eventually find your way up the chain to uh, the software that operates the vessel. It is old enough that you're working on some old version of the software that's been patched and repatched by third party. Um, but you realize that it's the operating system that is corrupted. There's nothing broken. Corrupted. It's, just, it's just that the operating system that allows the boat to, to system integrate systems to function is basically giving you the future equivalent of a of the spinning uh, beach ball of death let me well, to, uh, uh, i'm gonna rummage around and see if we have uh <laughs> the backup available 
Yeah, is that mechanical shunt that we had to use that one time still here? Can we just uh, throw a lever and get some power? Maybe the you, reset button? You can, with a little time, kind of get individual systems to function, but it's not, and you can, because of the nature of the drive, you could actually drive home. You, your boat is not non-operational. It just becomes very um, kind of a, a manual operation at that point, right? You're applying power differentially to get it to steer, um, and you're not going to have communications. You're not going to have all the integrated radar and and depth sounding uh, feeding back to to Drew's link. Um, and the steering is not going to be very responsive. But you would be able to get home because you could get the engine, you, the motors up and running. You very distantly hear me yell, "Did you kick the hydrogen generator?" Yes. <laughs> uh, so. Obviously, what do you do? Turn it off and back on again. Can we reboot the integrated uh, the the network controller? I guess uh, you can certainly try. Go ahead and give me um, appropriate test. Uh, probably just um, cognition and mechanic again. Okay, it's not really observant or anything like that. Now, given uh, what has happened, I'm going to say I'm going to pose a minus two on this test. Generally, oh, I already failed by two. It's heavily modified by circumstance, um, and game masters are encouraged to use the rule of two. Every good thing you can think of to try will give you a plus two, and every challenge or complication I can come up with will give you a minus two. Um, so you are messing around. You're, again, working your way through the computer system. Not your favorite part. You like the more hands-on kind of stuff, but you're not an idiot, and you've worked with this boat a lot. Um, and as you are kind of working your way backwards through each of the things that could be wrong, you come to where the main computer interface is, the physical interface, and you see a small blue data stick sticking out of the equivalent of a thumb drive, essentially, sticking out of the interface. It's unmarked. There's no numbers on it. You don't recognize it. Well, my first thought is to pull it out and look at it. Pull it out, look at it. It's a data spike. Looks space thumb drive but i can't really look at it without the computer being functional right i'll uh, i guess pop that in my pocket um okay. is that a sack full of uh v's on this boat somewhere it's in rip's tent okay of course it is <laughs> can, can i assume that data spikes on this planet are generally waterproof generally most well things, i'll put it in most the, things that are worth having are waterproof I'll still put it in the future Ziploc in my pocket. Okay. Any, can I uh, attempt to reboot the computer without this? Uh, you Interesting data spike? It, I, I am not a tech guy, so as Jeff, I can't really tell you what is, is actually happening in the system, but it's like trying to reboot a computer when the software has been extracted. Right? It will have its firmware, I guess, is in there still, right? Um, or no operating hardware. system is found on your boot drive. Basically, so like, basically, the yeah. bios got basically just that. deleted altogether. Uh, either that, or corrupted it so poorly that it's not being recognized. Master boot record is corrupted. Got it. Well, that's unfortunate. Hey, so what's wrong? Tell, uh, like, what happened? I hold up the ziplocky. I don't recognize this, and uh, the controller is corrupted. Uh. Hey, do you think this is like some corporate 
espionage shit? Well, the did we get corporate espionaged? It's possible. Uh, that rip guy was pretty nervous, uh, you know, more than just being out in the wild. So I don't, I don't know. Let's go back and uh, see what, let them know and see what they have to say. <laughs> All right. Okay, back on the beach. Mutter to myself before I jump back into the water. This is why we should never let anybody else on the goddamn planet. <laughs> back on the beach. Um, people seem to have not slept well after the incident with the digger crabs. Um, they were too excited or worked up or whatever. Uh, and uh, they kind of wander out of their tents, bleary-eyed, uh, attracted by the smell of the cooking crab. Um, everyone is eating breakfast and seems quite complimentary of, to the chef. Um, but they're... See, the secret... The secret is silva hair. Um, we actually were genetic, genetically modified to taste like nutmeg. Uh, they look at you trying to figure out if you're serious. Um, and then one of them looks down at the food and kind of wrinkles their nose. But the others kind of do that laugh when they're supposed, they know it's supposed to be a joke, but they don't know it's funny and, and continue eating. Uh, they, um, I sprinkle a little hair on my, uh, my omelet. There's a discussion, of course, of the, the events from the night before, um, and you guys kind of overhear and recount the, the battle with the digger crabs. Um, but almost as soon as people have gotten into their breakfast, Whitegate begins talking up today's challenge and starts organizing them um, into pairs and asks Rip to hand out the compasses and Rip gives to each team an honest-to-goodness, old-fashioned, though you know, modern manufacturer, but actual magnetic compasses, uh, something that some of you may never have even seen, uh, and certainly something that most people do not use. Um, the natives probably use them a lot because they don't require batteries, but everybody else on the planet uses some form of electronic navigation. So they're looking at the uh, um, uh, real fast. I presume as a geo warden, I'm actually used to uh, working with compasses. Oh, you still use satellite navigation. I mean, you you know what a compass is. You were in the military. Gotcha. The enemy will deprive you of your ability to navigate, but you don't regularly use them. You look at them and go, "Oh, those are compasses." But these guys are like holding them upside down. It's like when you give someone a book and they don't know what the book, holding the compasses upside down. What is this? Digger? Hey, Eve, honey, let, let me show you. Let me show you how this works. Digger, you got a hand up? Yep. Uh, while this, uh, this not distraction, but distraction is going on, I'm going to quietly uh, fill in Drew on what we found, I found on the boat, our captain. Drew takes one of his ulcer pills. Basically, <laughs> what I'm doing while well, like, you guys are talking about this, I'm basically distracting the corpse, the corporate folks. Okay. So you've been given a rundown of how compass. Yeah. There'll be corpses soon. So the, so the ship's uh, systems controller is uh, offline. It will not reboot. There was this blue data spike uh, plugged into the uh, the controller. Um, everything's functional. We can get back, uh, but uh, something's going on. Hmm. I wish we had took the Neo ignition switch or starter or something like that where they can't leave without us. Uh Oh, hindsight. Okay, this, this changes the dimension. Uh, I mean, it's we we 
we can't really install a, a new uh, reinstalled operating system until we get back. So my repeater idea, I look at that. and <laughs> um, It still works. Is there, mean, it would expand the range between each of you. Yeah. I mean, okay. I think we should uh, get one of the Vs off of RIP and just call it in. You know, just I, believe, I, I believe Maybe, maybe so, phone, uh, phone Aunt Etta, let her know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I can go ahead and do that. Uh, I guess keep an eye out. Uh, who was around that part of the ship? Do you all recall? Uh, no, I don't. People were all over. Hmm. Is that located in a relatively inaccessible part of the ship, or is it just kind of in a hallway somewhere? It's it's not just like sitting out where anybody could bump into it, but there were 12 hours of cruising yesterday where at any, any point someone who had a chance to Google the layout of a boat like that could have found it and put the spike in. We don't have any say, security. Oh, go ahead. I would say check the logs, but it's they're off at the moment. Yeah. yeah. We're basically the sci-fi version of like a fishing charter boat, right? Uh, you do a lot of, a lot of small freight handling. It's a, it's probably more like firefly. Um, okay. It, well, it depends. Right. That was the, that was the original envisioning. Take a lot of guiding. That's what you can right. get. All right. Gotcha. I, I say I'll go ahead and try to get in contact with home about the situation. Uh, maybe if you could get a hold of a computer. You told me about the about the little USB drive. If you can kind of see if maybe we can get some inkling of who would have had access to this or who would have used this. Maybe we can find some kind of clue. So you go to Rip to ask for uh, to borrow a V. Yeah. He looks at you like he's waiting for you to explain why you can't use your own communication system. Not because he's like, no, you can't use mine. He's more like, that doesn't sound good. And now I'm, and now I'm more wary than I was before. It just, we're, we're getting We have, we have a hiccup with the system. I mean, we still have communication. We just need to go ahead and put a call in. It's, it's for redundancy purposes. So I guess that sounds like I am going to make a rope. Yeah. Okay. Um, No, I mean, you don't need to make a rope. He's, he's not going to keep you from communicating. He just is. Yeah. Probably downgrading his estimation of your competence right in real time. um, As he stares Mm. you in the face, looking disappointed. Um, Good. Looks around. That's good news for us. Yeah. Uh, you follow him to his tent. He goes into his tent. He grabs the bag, comes back out, walks over to you, and then stops staring at the bag. I'm looking forward to when I can actually like break his fucking face. To be the hero of the game, Chris. You see but, him. What's you see wrong, him, Rip? You see him pop the seal on the bag, uh, and he tries to pull it open, but it it's as if the interior of the bag is glued together. Um, haphazardly the mouth of the bag starts to pull open but he can't get it all the way open so you can see inside hmm. you know the um what's that expand a foam stuff that you can get the hardware store uh, oh yeah shoot into holes and it like fills up and um just insulation like like, foam yeah 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 it yeah. looks like somebody set off a canister of that inside the bag a small canister of that um but rather than just seal the v's in place it really looks like what happened was some sort of molecular corrosive was released and all of the V's have become like one mass of foamed plastic and circuitry. Those things put out a lot of heat when they're going off. Yeah. 
Reminds me of this scene from Convergence, that Delta Green scenario with the town hall. But I, I digress. Uh, looks like we have problems, sir. He looks around and you see him like, fuck. Well, gotta tell the boss. And he goes heading over towards Whitegate, who is trying to sort of line out the, the teams and the plan for the, for the race. Are, are we all communication with each other via our... I'm, I'm assuming uh, that everyone's back at, um, in some version of like eating breakfast and or reporting about the boat um, and trying to shepherd your guests away from what looks like um, some irritated natives and a frustrated bodyguard. A uh, reminder, Drew, that Maggie is specifically a recon. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, if, if there's a way that I can reach out on the video to everyone else, drop a, drop a quick little message that they're getting ready to tell the boss what happened, uh, the, all the other equipment's been destroyed, watch watch the crowd. Maybe we can get we a did get it. espionaged, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, the so equipment was destroyed? Like how? <clears throat> Okay, they set off a corrosive. Every bit of electronics that was in that waterproof bag has been destroyed. It's all gone. Drew, um, do you think you can get the gun from Rip? Because I don't trust him with that, and I think we're going to have to do some looking around. Look, if the opportunity presents itself, but I'm not convinced 100% that this man is it either. I mean, yes, he's looking like super nervous. There could be many reasons. We just everybody's staying on their toes. I'll I'll look when the opportunity presents itself. But you're you're talking about going nuclear, Maggie. We can't go nuke yet. We just gotta uh, Fair. play it by ear right. right now. Okay. Uh, do you do you guys think you could play tour guide? Uh, I'll uh, I want to do some scouting into the uh, the actual island because this is getting really suspicious. And Philip, if you yeah. if you come with me, I'd appreciate it, man. Yeah, all right. Um, when we when we get the rifle, I get the rifle. All right. There yes. is you can you, you're not unless you follow Rip to overhear the conversation. Um, you don't hear what he says to Whitegate, but when he does, Whitegate clearly like flips his lid um, and starts yelling and immediately starts tossing around accusations and other everyone else is like, "What the hell's going on?" They start. Um, freaking out too when they when he sort of reveals at least that all the equipment is just all the communications equipment is destroyed uh, but people start asking him who did it and he starts accusing other other people um, for having an agenda uh, even Eve gets involved because you know her potential yeah. for communication has been destroyed uh, those that realize the significance of being isolated out columns uh, seem to be reacting in a, a much more like deliberate way where the other people are, are acting more like they're just irritated and feel like this is just one more bullshit thing that's being done in the name of team building. Um, and so basically this argument erupts and you can just see all the worst parts of their team dynamic exerting themselves as people are yelling and other people are being yelled at and it just kind of goes downhill pretty quickly. Hmm. All right. Um, so I am not a social character. Like I, I, I'm here to bust heads. Let's not bust any heads yet. We don't even know whose heads needs to be busted. 
That, I agree. That's why I'm not suggesting we bust heads, but I'm also suggesting we do some recon on the island, because this shit is suspicious. Um, I mean, our smartest thing to do here is leave. Yeah, leave is the right move. Honestly. Like, we can still get the engine started, we go back home. Yeah, what are they supposed yeah. to be here for? A couple days? Drew will just have we, to drive manual, that's all. I, yeah. <sighs> Drew, we need this commission, don't we? We're going to still get some money here still, but I mean, yes, we need the commission, but if everybody dies out here, then that's going to that's gonna salt the earth for anything else we we try to do from this point on. I mean, I mean I'm looking big picture. Come on. Why, why, are you, why are you all being so negative about this? Like, I think we can do this. We got espionaged. So? I, so? <laughs> that's not what we're here for. Like... We don't want anything. We don't. Want, I don't want any part of this. I, I frankly, I didn't even want to to take this job. But you know, I don't. I don't make the decisions. I'm just a gopher. But Phil, like, you're just a kid. Like, trust me. This Drew and I have been through this before. We were in special forces together. Um, oh God! Did he I'm, just say? Did she just say that again? If you had a script for every time she's like, "We were in special forces together, kid." You don't know that. It's, <laughs> right? Yeah, like, it, God it, damn it! Well, can you special? Well. How come you can't? You didn't manage to special force that bag open so we could communicate to people, or special you know force people, the, the computer to working. You know, again. you know how kids say "Okay, boomer." Like on Poseidon, the natives say "Okay, newcomer." <laughs> I'm not gonna do that though. <laughs> She'll kick my ass. <laughs> yeah, right. no, I will. I'll just straight up like slap you upside your head. You, you are pretty sure you can run faster than than Maggie. She's While pretty, they're arguing pretty and having. Yeah. Matt, you're, you're faster than Maggie, but Maggie has stamina. While they're arguing and having this conversation, they've given me an idea, and I smell the data spike. Does it smell by like uh, anti seize by any chance? Um, oh, nice anti seize. Oh. Uh, it does smell. I mean, you you were the last one to touch it with your own fingers, and uh, it was in a plastic bag of sea, of sea you know, in seawater. So it's probably got some. It, it was probably going to smell exactly like you, like nothing, right? Because it doesn't have a particular odor. No one's handled it I, for at least twelve hours or fifteen hours. So uh, just so you're aware, that, that time on Poseidon, a, a day on Poseidon is about thirty hours, a little, little less. Uh, reminder that um, Maggie, as a Silva, has enhanced smell. So I have a plus two awareness to uh, to rolls when I'm smelling things. Does the argument stop? The argument continues on. Um, it sounded like a couple of you were going to head off the jungle. Is that still the plan? Yeah, literally the arguing pair are heading off to the jungle. Oh, that argument. I thought you meant the argument amongst the corporate team. And then it sounded like um, Drew was maybe going to go advocate for an early departure? Yeah. Okay. Who uh, I'm also... Um, I'm, well, I'm going to try to calm the situation down, but I'm going to try to talk to the main man himself, Mr. Whitehead, is that his name? White, Whitegate? Whitegate, yeah. Okay, so uh, you... Yeah, I'm going to talk to Mr. You step into the chaos of them arguing, and uh, you're like, Mr. Whitegate, excuse me, Mr. Whitegate? He's like, what? And everyone just sort of stops talking because they're glad he's not mad at them now, and um, they're waiting for whatever's going to happen between the two of you. You care to step away? We have. Uh, may I have a word with you in private, please, sir? You can tell me right here. God damn it! What's going on? You're supposed to be keeping us safe. What the hell is this? Well, 
that's what I'm here about. I'm wanting to check and see if you want to just go ahead and we'll go ahead and pack everything back up. Obviously, somebody is trying to interfere with this team whoa, building whoa, whoa, exercise. Whoa, wait, and- wait, wait a minute. What, what? One little setback like this? This is, and we're ready to call it, pack it in. And you hear a lot of people agreeing with, hey, yeah, he's got a great idea. And so he turns back on his own people and he's like, we came out here for a challenge. Now we really have one. Come on, it's not going to change anything. We were going to camp. We were going to feed ourselves. I've got a whole itinerary of challenges for you. This is this is just going to enhance it. It's only going to connect you even more with nature because you don't have the recourse to go back to your phones. And everyone's looking at him like, uh, really? This is you're, you're doubling down on this? But you can you can tell sucks. that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, All right. The come. other those of you going into the jungle, where are you headed? Give me an idea on the map. All right. Uh, so on the map, I'm actually looking for a raised point because I'm a sniper. Okay. Um, the highest yeah. point is marked with a little triangle. Yeah. 248 meters. Yeah. All right. Uh, Philip. So, you think you can you can spot for me? Yeah, I can. Yeah. All right. Like, if you head over to the ridge line, I'll I'll like uh I'll post up and I'll I'll keep in touch with everyone. But like, pretty sure something bad's about to happen. Oh, you don't say. All right. So give me a, a, a forward recon test to find your way up to the Ridge Peak. Sure. Um, and I'm going to say, depending upon that roll, it will take probably an hour to an hour and a half um, for you guys to hump yourselves up there. Because it is a oh. couple of kilometers through jungle and over some pretty rugged terrain. Would that be a physique Without check? a trail. I'm sorry? Would that be physique coordination? Uh, yeah, it depends on how you want to approach it. You can decide: are you are you doing this through clever use of topographical maps, which you have on your V locally, or um, are you just brute forcing it through the jungle, knocking knocking vegetation out of your way and scrambling up the cliffside? I mean, I know what I'd prefer. As you, you well, you're dragging Philip along with you, so it's going to yeah. Philip's going to need to make a test as well. Yeah. So, Philip, uh, what what skills? What's your uh, stats? Uh, cognition zero, psych one, coordination one, physique one. All right. So I am, a, I am a teenager. You are a teenager. <laughs> uh, I've got physique three and I'm powerful. So I'm just like, I have a cyber machete or whatever the fuck it is. It's diamond edged. I'm not a nano machete. And yeah. uh, I'll just follow along behind you with the rifle with my eye out. You can, you okay, can assuming Maggie forward. makes her test, I'll give Philip a plus two for the route right. finding and the fact that Maggie's doing all the jungle hacks. Uh, so I while will... they're hiking up the mountain, the others, and they're going to be out there for a little while, the others of you are with a um, dysfunctional corporate team. <laughs> their arguments have, have devolved into their typical camps. Allies have teamed up with allies. Several people who don't really seem to care how this turns out they just want it to be over have sort of gone to their own corners and are finishing their breakfast and looking dejected or or angry or both um eve is down the water like waiting in the up to her ankles just kind of kicking at the foam and looking uh frustrated uh digger what are you going to do i'll just go down talk to eve um you know hey, hey kid you know i i don't i don't know this what's going to happen what's that this sucks you're right, it does suck, but you know what? It might get interesting. Uh, 
we're talking about corporate espionage. We're talking about somebody trying to mess with this whole trip. I know they don't pay attention <laughs> to you. Life. I know th- that's all they ever do. It's always me- whether they're actually messing with your life or the the setup just messes with your life. It, it's that way all the time at home. It's it's like living in its own kind of jungle. It sucks. Everyone's out to get you. I hear you. You know, I I bet they. They don't uh, pay pay too close attention to you, you know. They they probably kind of don't really expect you to pick up on stuff. Can you can you do me a favor? Can you just keep your ears really? out for anything? Anything anyone says that's weird. I mean, you know these people better than I do. Like spy? just you know, what's that? Like spy? Yeah, a little bit. On my dad, just, or the whole team. <laughs> so excited. But on my dad too. Yeah, I can do that. Just let me know if you see or hear anything weird and just, you know, let me know right away. It, it could be important to keeping you and everybody safe. And, you know, it, it it's something that we need right now. Okay. They start downloading do like, me. what sounds like just gossip that predates being on the beach, right? But gives you the lowdown of um, who seems competent, who seems incompetent, who's a suck up, who, uh, who has slept with who. Or at least the rumors going around, um, just giving you all the kind of like what a teenager would think was juicy information that might be important to this spying thing. I listen to all of it and look like I'm interested. Okay, like a like an uncle. It just makes you even more disgusted with their behavior. These people. Yeah. Honestly, there's a uh, like Takamura. And um, let's see who else we got here. So Takamura and Rodriguez and Sayers, actually, you're feeling like they are notable scientists um, who are just caught in a dysfunctional system. um, And they're just trying to to survive in the corporate landscape. Um, But the rest of them seem kind of messed up. Yeah, Rip is, I can already tell, like, out of character, Rip is fucked. There's something wrong with that guy. Yeah, he's carrying he's carrying some baggage for sure. All right, Drew, what are you going to do while uh, the other two guys are humping it up the mountain? You know, I'm going to kind of walk back over. I think the only opportunity somebody would have had to have done some sabotage would have been during the distraction. So kind of, I guess I'll start out where I was mowing around where I got my ass tore in front of all those people. But I kind of want to look at what everybody's footprint, kind of glance at everybody's shoe size and definitely rips because that was his tent that the stuff was in. Okay. But I want to walk back over to where the tent was and where the equipment was and see if I can differentiate who else has been around this particular area. Okay. Go ahead and give me um, a test that you think would be appropriate. Okay. Investigation. I mean, it could be literally uh, tracking of some kind survival or whatever but if you also it could be investigation if you're just trying to figure out like motives and opportunity all right so i got observance so it would be the first thing and i'm trying to look for my core to see um scion islands no stand up guy i guess frontier i mean i think it's just gonna be a frontier so it would be uh i guess would this be beside in frontier yeah if you're just trying to track i think that's fair so it looks like I will be doing two die, and my difficulty number is uh, four. See if I can beat that. 
All right. So 10 over four was my highest and three was my second die. So. Yeah. It only matters what the lowest is. So um, you succeed. Uh, You, you know, I don't know if you spend much time on the beach in real life, but it doesn't leave, leave little depressions when you walk, but it's hard to tell, you know, what was actually walking there. Maybe general differences in size, but it's really hard to tell in loose sand. Kind of get like Um, maybe a weight, like a depression. Footprints all over the place, and it's scattered and messy because of running around in the last people traveling back and forth. So instead of like trying to sort that out, you just go back through your head about opportunity, like who's been near his tent, Uh, who have you seen over there, how much time has he been in his tent? Then you kind of trace back through your mind, and you remember when he was collecting stuff up in the bag, right? People were just throwing their devices into the bag. Anybody could have thrown anything in there. Mm. Troubling. Okay. Something on a timer, something with a slow leak. Yeah. We're not dealing with, uh, I mean, somebody's put some forethought into this. This isn't a opportunistic kind of thing. Speaking of, I actually have some thoughts on that. All right, right, you guys, um, sweaty and and with little bugs sticking to your face and larger bugs buzzing around your your heads and, uh, having to sidetrack a few times to avoid rough terrain and potentially dangerous animals and poisonous vegetation. You find yourself kind of cresting out of the tree, the tree line and up onto the rocky tops of this ridge line. Uh, and you are at one of, if not the highest point on the island. So I'm actually going to pull out my hunting rifle. Okay. And uh, I have a skill set of criminology with a core of investigation. Okay. And I'm also a game warden, basically. Right. You're in so, your element. Yeah, I'm very much in my element. I'm I'm going to look around to see if I see any, like, suspicious, like, poaching locations okay. or, like, anything like that, because I, I suspect that there's a third party here somewhere. Give me a forward recon test. Sure. Because this is your jam. I mean, you have been in the shit in the past doing this exact thing when your life depended on Uh, That's a two and a seven. So okay. uh, forward recon is, I believe, a five. No, that's a you, six. You actually start very systematically searching the island through the scope. Um, and as you do so, your V marks off the quadrants or the uh, grid squares. Um, and you work your way north to south. Uh, east to west, uh, and it takes a good long time. You're at this probably half an hour, slowly scoping everything out. Philip, you're getting a little bored, actually. Um, I don't know what you're doing in the meantime. Uh, you could have a pair of binoculars, and you're also scouting. I mean, you certainly have those as guides. Uh, so you could also give me um, some sort of test of your observant skills. I think you have local guide or native. Uh, yeah, I have uh, local guide and survival and native culture. Uh, uh, I think survival might be good here. Yeah. All right. Uh, see, I guess this would be. Could I use psyche for this? Uh, um, to just like keep at it. Uh, I'll give you that. Yeah, I mean, it's more like if you're if you're trying to f- understand other people, maybe, and and where threats might come from as opposed to logic out 
Yeah. Okay. Pattern. Yeah. If what if I was a blank, where would I be? Right. Right. right yeah, okay. Right. All right. I'm gonna give that a shot. Uh, let's see. So four and one. It's five. I make it on the nose. Okay. So um, you're feeling like Maggie's putting some extra trust in you, bringing you along on this side mission, asking you to spot for her. So you're trying real hard, but Maggie's practiced at this. Right, uh, yeah. And, and finds it sooner than you. You can tell by she, she sort of stiffens, sits up a little more, adjusts the settings on her scope a little bit to, to zoom in and um, change the... Uh, the uh, wavelength at which it's receiving um, Come take and a look. points out and you can both see yeah, probably uh, grid square F5 um, just about right in the middle where there's a little bay and a ravine that comes up from the south edge of that grid yeah. square. Yeah. There is um, a strange pattern in the forest you know this is a natural environment everywhere you look there are either the raw angle rock or the soft contours of tree canopy jungle canopy but down there is a almost perfect square that um maggie you didn't notice until you clicked over to infrared and you realize that its heat signature is completely different than the rest of the canopy you wouldn't see it as in visible light, it's green and mottled brown, but in IR, it is a perfect square, or at least a perfect square. And and from this angle, you know, it looks like a rhombus, I guess. But you would see it as a perfect square if you were straight above it. Kid, come take a look. Yeah, that ain't right. Yeah. Uh, what do you think it is? Is it like? Uh, just a, just a clearing, or is it in some sort of weird? Dis- is it like disguised somehow? It's a little hard to tell how big it is, but you might guess maybe thirty meters on a side. This isn't natural. So oh, no. And Rip's. I, I don't know if you've noticed. So like I, I've been paying attention. Rip has been kind of on edge the whole night. Do you think he's the one who espionaged us? Maybe. Maybe not. Mm. I don't know. That. Corporate espionage is above my pay grade. I, I'm just here to make sure that the charter goes right. Right. Tell you what. Um, I, I patch in everyone to the call. Like, hey, Drew. Um, uh, Drew Digger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm with the kid, and we found something weird, and I just like patch them into it. Oh Lord, will it looks like a perfect square, and that does not occur naturally in nature. It really doesn't. Not on that scale, anyway. Drew. Yeah. I need you get your wep- I need you to get the weapons away from Rip. You think you can do that for me, bud? Yes. Okay. I'll do what I can. It's about that moment that you all hear a noise that quickly resolves itself into the engines of some kind of VTOL on a fast approach. <sighs> Damn it! In fact, uh, we should probably get undercover, Drew, right? <laughs> Drew, given your you're given your background as a military pilot you yeah. recognize a fast VTOL um, and it's flying because of the, the fact you can't see it and the way the sound is, is seems to be echoing. It's nap of the earth. Fuck. All right. All right. 
you're you're my CEO. You tell me where you where you want me to go. But like this is this is seeming a lot like Melania. All right, uh, Overwatch right now. Overwatch. Uh, you all are. I mean, we're here right now. Everything that's going to happen is going to happen. It's going to be up to you. I'll do what I can on this end. All right, uh, kid. You're going to be in my eyes. Okay. Uh, we're going to patch in together. I need you to head over to the ridge over on E3. Because I'm going to need you as um, a spotter. Oh, Think you all can do right. That? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Is that hours um, away? Well, if each square that's is cool. a kilometer. Um, it's probably an hour over the ridge. Yeah. 45 minutes. Rough terrain. You can't see the camp from where you are. I mean, the trees are in the way. You see the edge of the beach, but you can't really see the, the camp itself. But now the VTOL is getting closer uh, by dint of it getting louder. And then suddenly, unexpectedly, it rips over your sight line uh, and does a high-speed pass right over the ridgetop, right over the beach, and out, into the, out over the water, and then begins a slow turn as if it's coming back to the island. Does it look like it's about to land, or does it look like it's uh, strafing? Um, can't tell yet. Uh, it is making a big turn and heading back. It doesn't sound like it's slowed down. All right, guys, let's get to the tree line. We need some cover. I don't know what that is. You know, <laughs> Everyone stopped arguing and just kind of stared up in that gawking kind of way, like shielding their eyes and people pointing. Um, and then when you start yelling about going to the tree line, they look at you like, what? Rip looks at you, and he nods. He's already got um, Whitegate and Eve by the basically the collar, the back of their shirts, and he's shoving them towards the up the beach towards the trees. Come on, I'll come start. on, folks! Oh, go yeah. ahead. I'll start moving that direction, kind of <laughs> patting people and like, "Come on, come on, come on!" Okay, it takes uh, a few minutes for people to like begin to cooperate, but they're still like, "What? What? Why? What's going on? Why? Why are we running up the?" They just don't understand that the risk you guys are perceiving. Team building, let's go. Also, can we all just take a moment? <laughs> you get some eyes rolling, but people start walking anyway up the oh. beach. Um, can we all just take a moment to say uh, back to Kylessa, I love you too? Oh. Kylessa, everybody loves you. Yeah, that's what she says. <laughs> Sorry <laughs> about <Maybe>. that. Hey, <laughs> kid. Okay. Is there any, is there like a, Bark at them because I'm the boat captain, kind sure. of. Uh, or ex military, right, shout some orders. Move it, move yeah. it, move it. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to do my best to kind of expedite this process. Is that a roll or just happens? Oh, uh, yeah, you can make a test. Okay. So, let's see. Yes, that would be. Could I say intuitive? Sure. Uh, in, intuitive warrant officer. So, it looks like it's a five. All right, so a seven and a four over five. All right, you made it. Um, you start barking some order. People don't really pay attention to simplify things. Uh, to basically shout, "Move your ass, trooper!" And uh, even <laughs> even uh, Takamura, the older fella, gets a new spring in his step and starts running up the beach. Um, Whitegate is being dragged along by Privet, um, protesting the whole way, but Privet is strong and focused and doesn't seem to care that his boss is telling him, you know, it's basically demanding to know what the hell's going on. Um, but you guys all go crashing into the brush, into the undergrowth on the edge of the beach. Uh, listen, uh, Digger, we got to get everybody kind of rounded up to where we can see them. We're all in lines here, but we need to get everybody where we, like, someone cohesive, like, 
let's get everybody together now. That we're You're not into the line. trees for for two heartbeats when the aircraft comes back overhead, um, slows down and does a smaller circle over the camp. Uh, mm-hmm. And you can see it, you can see it kind of pan out over the water and then, and then go back overhead and disappear above the trees, but you can still hear its engine circling around overhead. Okay. And then it heads off to the north a little bit and you hear the characteristic sounds of a dust. Off. Hey, Drew, uh, any idea what's going on yet? Gotten any uh, word from them? I was too busy hurting people around right now, but I think team building is officially off the off the damn agenda today. Uh, Digger, what do you think? Well, plan team building anyway. Yeah, something's going on. I need eyes on. Uh, I need eyes on our boss here. It's like we're, we're like let's not let them get out of our sight. Observe hey, guy. We got to get we got to get Whitegate out of here. Yeah, agreed. Where was that? Where was that defensible position? Your, your. He says your monkey was talking about, uh, and you're starting to get a better idea of what, what Privet's mm. like. Um, he says Privet either that or murdered. <laughs> is it Privet gotta, or is it Rip? What did I say? Uh, it's Rip. Sorry, not okay. Privet. Privet is panicking. Uh, he seems even more worked up than usual. Um, clothes soaked with sweat. Everyone else is just looking at you earnestly with their eyes wide open, waiting for instructions. He's reminder, kind of, you would die kind of, for Maggie. He's kind yeah, of I know. he's kind of moaning a little bit under his breath. Um and hovering near near uh Whitegate, but trying to stay away from Rip. I, th- I think I'm getting. So- I think I'm getting some communication issues here with the elf- with the trees and so forth. I've lost kind of contact with them at the moment. It was it was clear when I was on the beach. I have no real idea where exactly they are up there. Which is uh, no. When you said the ship, did we hear it dust? When you said dust off, did it mean take off or did it land? It sounds like it land. It came down so that people could get out. You know that sound. You've done it a oh, thousand yeah. times, right? It slowed the engines go into hover mode and. It- makes the, the high whine, but it's not moving. The sound's not moving, uh, but there's more power because hovering takes more power. And then you hear the increase in power as it begins to move again, and then it starts to echo as if it's uh, underway. Will the will the boat, the boat can't outru- outrun the gunship, can it? No. It wasn't a gunship. I mean, it, it didn't okay. seem to have externally mounted weapons. Not that they didn't have a, you know internal weapons pod or something. But it definitely was uh, unmarked. There were no tail numbers on it, um, hmm. and it clearly had um, stealth materials on the outside. Okay, so I'm I'm gonna blow off the question about where Maggie is at the moment. We need to worry about us right now. Well, I'll I'll contact my uh, friend. I pointedly kind of extend that kind of uh, venom to that conversation. Uh, but yeah, so I honestly, as a, I'm looking for look, Latimer, unless you got a suggestion, I'm getting my charge out of here. Hey, where exactly are you going to take them up to high ground? Hmm. Everyone's kind of like stopped and they're looking at, at you and him back and forth expectantly. Even Whitegate has stopped pitching. Now, does my military background tell me if that's a good idea or a bad idea right now? That's uh, better than being caught in the open or in the jungle. So those are your three options okay. at, the time, at the moment. I say we we're basically going to be near where they they're pretty much on C three anyway, aren't they? Uh, 
they were in the middle of that before. Yeah. Yeah. And it I'm sounded like my... the dust sounded like the dust off was somewhere in B two. In D two. B two. E two. I'm gonna go as ahead in, with as in boy. Well, oh, B as in B boy. As in boy. Uh, I, I, th- I think I'm going to go ahead. I guess let's go ahead and get high ground. I'll be in communication, but all the time I have my comm open to where Maggie can hear that we're coming that way. So she's okay. not going to be caught unaware. Okay. So you have to get nine people, civilians mostly, with um, poor conditioning or haphazard conditioning, I should say, uh, and no bushwhacking experience up the side of a jungle covered ridge line uh in short order and keeping them together without any of them getting uh stung bit or otherwise envenomed by anything in the jungle here uh, so i need some kind of leadership um from somebody and i need some kind of survival from someone else i've got your six up here co uh where do you want me where do you want to direct me we're going in your general direction. Don't know the, the situation per se. What's going to happen? Would recommend uh, D3, the ridge up on D3. So I'm kind of telling you to move. We're going to be coming kind of in your area. So, All right. we... so mm-hmm. uh, what I'm going to do then is I am going to actively uh, target that area to see if anyone like tries to take out one of uh, our corporate interests. And I'm going to preemptively shoot them. Okay, so you are aiming. So you realize these are a kilometer square. Uh, and even though your rifle has that kind of range, uh, the terrain is so uneven and there's so much jungle cover that you can't really see more than 100 meters in most places, probably less oh, than no. that. Oh, I get that. Like, I- I'm aware that this is a very imperfect plan, which okay. is why I'm about to say, kid. Yeah? I need you to bushwhack. Get to them. Really? Yeah, sorry, bud. I'm going in the wrong direction. <laughs> It'll build it builds character. Get the fuck out of here with that builds character shit. Alright. I mean you're already a character, so Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alright. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Anyway, shut up and do it. So where are you headed, Philip? Guess I'm gonna bushwhack him. <laughs> B two, bushwhack for them. For oh oh oh, oh. for the for, for the team. Oh, yes. that's different. Oh, I see. Yeah. I misunderstood you. Okay, okay. I thought you were sending me to my death. No, no, no. I'm actively sending you to help the fucking. Yeah, right. Well, you can see why I might be a little salty about you sending me to my death then. <laughs> what? Why would you think I was going to send you to your death, kid? Come on. Phrasing. So, phrasing. So, Drew, give me some kind of uh, sorry, leadership test and Digger some kind of um, survival or navigation or something. I'm going observant guide, target six. Perfect. And an even six. All right. That's straight up um, even success, which means you get a complication. I want to say that uh, things are rough going and you have to backtrack a few times because the terrain just becomes impassable. And so it's taking you longer than you had even anticipated to try and get to the high ground. Drew? Okay. 
Uh, hey, more! Drew... Don't forget to use that repellent. Uh, he he turns and looks at you, and his hair is all messy. He's sweating. Uh, he's got some of those black whatever that the stains are being left by the stuff you gave him. They're all over his face now. Uh, so it looks like he's been in a, like doing good, buddy. So um, you can see that his his feet, his pants are all torn up, and his feet are bothering him in those his new boots as he's kind of gingerly working his way along. Um, you have to break in your boots before you go out hiking. It's well, you known. notice, you notice at some point, um, he's been trying to shed layers cause he's just so hot. Uh, but he still has this ridiculous survival vest with all the tabs and buttons. That could be useful later. Okay. Uh, so you mentioned that you wanted a, 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 like a leadership a, test cause you're trying yep. to get, trying to herd these cats. All right. So I guess that would be, I'm going to try, I'm going to go with the calm, and convincing leadership test, if that works for you. Okay, perfect. All right. So, target number four. Jeff, I just rode straight ones on all three die. God Very damn. <laughs> uh, what was your target number? Four. Oh, you can't get a critical success on it, but you still do very well. Um, what do you tell them? How do you motivate them uh, without, without terrifying them? All right. Listen, folks, we got to keep moving. Don't worry. We're doing fine. Just walk like one foot in front of the other. Follow my example. So I'm leading by example. Go this way. And then, you know, I'll get to a point, usher people in, and then I'll go ahead. And just so I'm kind of leapfrogging my way up as I'm discussing with them where to go and what hazards are seeing. Perfect. You're keeping them focused on one foot in front of the other rather than why they're doing this or where they're actually going. That's good. Yeah. Um, and you guys work your way up the hillside. You um, probably going to take with this crew at least an hour and a half to get all the way to the peak. Uh, that's where you're headed, right? Yes. Okay. Um, Maggie, what are you doing? Um, oh, and I should say, uh, Philip, you, you're headed down to sort of meet them, right? You're going to kind of meet them halfway. Yeah, yeah I'm going to meet them halfway. Yeah, you're, you're going pretty quick because you're going downhill. And you've already been this way, so you're moving pretty fast, and it won't be long before you meet up with uh, Maggie. What are you doing? Uh, while they're doing that, I am actively working Overwatch and seeing any movement. Okay, so uh, figure out where only, things are coming from. The only thing that you see moving besides wildlife is that apparently after the dust off, the aircraft um, went back out on sort of a, a perimeter patrol. And it's probably a kilometer offshore, slowly circumnavigating the island. So it just is going around and around the island as if it's um, there to provide air support. LT, we've got a, um, we have air support working uh, surrounding the island. I'm sure there's at least one crew on the island out to, uh, out to get us. I have not yet found their, I, I haven't found their coordinates. I'm, I'm looking. I'll keep looking. All right. Thank you. All right. Um, uh, any orders, boss? I say just keep doing what you're doing unless you can think of something better. It just we're we're slowly making our way up the up the trail. We're going right. to be popping up in C three here pretty soon. Uh, your boy is obviously suspicious and mildly racist. I mumble, but uh, yeah, uh, we need to. Uh, he was asking about you. And all that. So, 
to ten four. I will give him a new nose later. Okay, Rip has gone full on back to uh, special forces day days mm-hmm. and is dragging um, an increasingly exhausted and uh, I don't want to say delirious, but uh, less and less capable white gate up the hill behind him um, and trying as best he can to keep Eve on point as well. But they are a little more self-sufficient, at least at this point. Um, and he seems to have stopped caring about anybody else in the group and mm-hmm. is just trying to get them to the top of the hill. Um, it's a awful slog. Uh, it's miserable. It's hot. Everyone is just, someone starts to sob a little bit. Other people are cursing. People are dragging behind. There's a lot of helping people up over obstacles and shoving people from below. It's just kind of nightmare situation running from an unspecified but quite possibly lethal threat through a jungle with a bunch of inexperienced people. When you break out at the tree line and you see them, Maggie, stumble out one after another and kind of collapse on the rocks below you, um, just exhausted and kind of hard-pressed to go much further. Okay. Uh, confirm, I have visual on y'all. Uh, I'll be able to work Overwatch from this point forward. Excellent. Uh, where's the kid? He joined up with you. Philip? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I was just going to queue him. He met, he met you partway through and was oh, okay. right, doing cool. his share to have helped drag people up the, up the okay, hillside. Cool, cool. I missed addition, that part. Having, having, having already done that route, um, it's actually a, a, helps out quite a bit. We, we got to cut out up here. Like We already cut away up. It'll be easier. Okay. Okay. Uh, does do any of you all have I, just just angry, angry at Maggie? Anybody means, with a skill set that would allow them to detect um, something related to be, being observant? Uh, I think, well, I think forward recon and someone that's on Overwatch because you're already on Overwatch and have stated so, and using a scope, I'm going to give you a plus two. Okay. Uh, anybody else want to make? Um, some sort of test against a skill set that would let you notice things in the jungle or uh, notice something associated with a pursuit. We um, have very interesting fauna in the area, by the way, just so everyone knows. Uh, well, can any of you guys beat a four? Because I, I was going to roll observant uh, Poseidon Frontier. No, everybody can Everybody can roll. There's oh, okay. No, yeah. not to be limited to one person. Yeah. Oh, no, I can, I can definitely beat that because I have a four in forward recon and I'm rolling two dice on that. All right, so I got a one on that. Uh, yeah, that is a an aware for recon six. Um, that's a five, so I have a one forward. Yeah, observant hunter uh, succeeded by two. Uh, cognition, yeah. so focused survival, and I got a four out of five. Okay, anybody that succeeds sounds like all mm-hmm. of you did. Um, kind of notices almost right away a constellation of recon remotes just kind of buzzes up out of the forest and over the top of the ridgeline and sort of sets up in a triangle around your position and you are you know for sure that you've been made as they just continue to hover there looking down at you yeah lt we've been triangulated on um what are what do you suggest Back to I cover. Pop a couple out. Yeah, we we don't need them seeing us. Um, Digger, you I, think you can do anything? 
I can lead him back to cover. Okay. I'll, I, I can I can take I, I can take a shot if y'all if y'all want me to. Thanks. Hold on. Hold on. What what is uh, here's the more important question. What's uh our big buff bodyguard doing once he sees that this credible threat? Is he making any actions toward him? Well, he sees those pop into the air. He's definitely doing some survival calculus. He's looking down at his charge who's collapsed in a puddle on the ground and is just panting. Um, not quite sobbing, but certainly maybe would be if he had more air in his lungs. Um, Eve has shed everything but t-shirt, shorts, and hiking boots that they were wearing, um, but is looking equally dogged. Uh, He looks over at you, and he kind of shakes his head, and then he's looking around and kind of mouths to you that we need cover, hard cover. Uh, So... I have the specialty predator behavior, which usually means that um, prey is interested in me. So, like, maybe I have a way of looking around, like, the area and finding a good spot. That would be, like, a good prey spot to hide. Okay. I'll buy that. Okay. LT, uh, I want you to go to this location. And okay. that is a three out of predator behavior, which is a three. I'm going to assume that's associated with coordination because I'm like looking through my scope. So three out of four. Okay. You have spent enough time up here looking around that you have identified a ravine that isn't quite a cave, but it makes it hard to approach you from any direction but one. Uh, and that direction is downhill. So uh, you can direct them to it's a couple hundred meters away and it takes a lot to get them back on their feet. Um, But when you tell them that it's to safety, there's some motivation in that. Uh, And you guys head that direction. That's a defensible behavior, sir. Uh, A defensible defensible location, sir. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Maybe, well, stay hidden. We're going to, we'll hold up. I mean, I honestly, out of character, Jeff, I haven't even acknowledged that I have a gun. Neither, so I'm kind of hoping that everyone in the party doesn't know that I'm packing as well. I never brandished sure, it the sure. other knife. Sure. So, uh, well, I mean, I I had always pictured a, a big, like open a, well, just a big um, holster with a hand cannon okay. in it, but yeah. it, it doesn't have to be. You could have it somewhere else. Okay, it's true, like a little it could be in a backpack or something if you want it to be. Yeah. Okay, he's discreet oh. about. His but carry. you also could have had, I mean, rifles or shotguns are not where you are. Yeah. Trips and it's dangerous to be out here. So. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I've got, I've got the concealed gun right now on me. Okay. Uh, and if I'm, like I said, I'm kind of watching the other man. If he's not taking them out of that, if he's not taking the, the, uh, spy, uh eyes out drones. of the sky, so to speak. Yeah. yeah. The drones and that's starting to submit my other, uh, belief that he well he's got a pistol and that'd be a tough go to shoot some remotes out of the sky with a pistol but um sir should i uh compromise you don't know if he's decided that he's not going to do he hasn't thought to do it or he just realizes how futile yeah yeah i'm just going to lead everybody to the to the cave just uh no don't don't reveal yourself he has to literally pick pick uh white gate up and essentially drag him over the rocks to the ravine, but everyone eventually gets there um, and just collapses. They're done. They're not going anywhere else. 
are you are you sure? I, I would be happy to take out one of these drones and then relocate. They already know where we are. No, they don't like he can't communicate with them. Nobody here can communicate with those people either. So like you're you're an unknown variable. It's, it's fine. Just okay. I, unless you as Chris want to go somewhere else, you do it. But I mean, no, no, I'll, I'll maintain I'll maintain position. What's what's Digger doing? Keep the group together. I want well. That's exactly what I was going to say. I want Digger to um, a test of the same test you were making before when you were being observant of people. That'll be observant guide probably. Okay. Uh, pass by five. Uh, so that gives you a narrative benefit or a plus two four if you want. You realize immediately, Privet is nowhere to be seen. Privet is the um, assistant, correct? Yeah. He's the. Uh, yeah. He's the mole ninja. No, that no, is more. more. Privet is oh, the executive assistant who has just been the suck. Um, like the, the well, they were both suck ups, but he was completely. You know, he's the the flop sweating, um, overworked, resentful, lackey. Yeah, the butt monkey. I would have said Smithers, but sure, Smithers. <laughs> that's a good way to put him. Yeah, um, through our local TACnet that we have uh just let everyone know that that guy has disappeared uh he's he's the one who espionaged us noted overworked put upon still fawning that was a an act probably well kid he espionaged them we're tangential here (laughs) we're we're not exactly tangential now (laughs) oh we won't be in a bit okay you see uh three troopers uh at least what you think of as troopers, because they're dressed in such a paramilitary fashion that they might as well be soldiers, uh, cautiously come out of the tree line um, in a move-and-cover sort of formation. Um, they have, I have body armor on I, and carrying submachine guns, at the least. Uh, sir, I have three PMCs, uh, submachine guns. Uh, they're wearing body armor. Hold your position. When they start trying to attack us, we'll get them in a crossfire. Okay. Noted. Staying on Overwatch. So it's clear that that the remotes have sort of been retasked. One of them is hovering over you, Maggie. Um, The other two are sort of circling around the ravine um, where everyone is hiding. That's well out of line of sight of their position, but they've taken up cover behind rocks and tree trunks where where they're at. I have eyes on me. Uh, permission to fire? Fire is needed. All right. I'm going to shoot that, that drone down. All right. So here's how the combat mechanics work. There's no need for uh, initiative. Uh, you're just going to take your action. Um, and if it, if it spurs a reaction, then we'll go to initiative. But um, okay. go ahead and use. I think probably forward recon or, well, you've got sniper, so you go ahead and use that. Um, you've yeah, got a right. Sniper it's, it's, it's out shorter. Yep, you can use sniper and precise, but it's out of short range. So um, it's just basically in what the game refers to as effective range. Uh, so there's no modifier for that. Um, but you've got okay. a fancy scope on it, so that's a plus two. Um, if for each round that you choose to aim, that's another plus two. Um, because you're not in combat rounds, we can just give you, you know, your initial aim of plus two. Um, 
Okay. So now we're at plus four. Um, it is small and moving. So it's, for its size, it's going to be minus two. For the fact that it's moving is another minus two. So we're back to zero straight up. Okay. Um, any other advantages that you want to call in? Maybe you got you got someone spotting for you, or um, uh, I had somebody spotting for me, but I had him move over to be a bushwhacker, so right. I don't have a spotter anymore. Okay, anything so else you can think of? A straight up aim for longer. <laughs> That's, well, we're all in the our officer in trouble. So that, would that come into any of the tracks like blood, sweat, and tears, or? Um, that's a good point. What what is your what is your level right now for the for the family? Uh, with Red for Sky the, Charters, the... I'm blood, sweat, and tears. I like okay. to imagine. So that's another uh, plus two. So you're shooting at a plus two now because you're feeling like you're in a desperate situation, trying to save your not just Red Sky but your friends. I'm also brave. And I'm aware they're like watching me while I like pull off the shot. Okay. Well, that track that track was probably at zero because you were just composed, right? When the when things started, we haven't adjusted it True. from there. Um, so generally, the tracks uh, will start in the middle and then move up or down. To... Sorry. Fair, fair, fair enough. If you want to make a psyche test, I'll let you shift that. If you're trying to gird your loins or psych yourself up, if you make the psyche test, oh, you yeah. can shift it up. Oh, yeah. No, I'm definitely going to make a psyche test. Okay. So five plus your psyche. Right. Okay. And that's just a straight D10? Mm-hmm. All right. Nope. Failed that. Okay. So, uh, yeah, you will actually drop you down a level to Shaken, I think? Frightened, actually. Composed. Frightened. Okay. Because you just realize in trying to convince yourself that you um, are brave enough to take this on, you realize what you losing so you're not afraid yeah, of I'm, your own your own skin you're afraid of what you would lose if this goes badly so now we're I'm at also minus aware two. i'm straight out in the open too so this is a minus two and we're back down to straight up okay so take your shot right. two all right you hit by six all right <laughs> so you get a narrative benefit or you get a plus two forward um generally that plus two could be used in doing extra damage um, if you, if it had been relevant and because this is just a remote and you have a sniper rifle, it's not going to be relevant, but you can call shots in this game. So you can reduce your to hit number. Um, and for each point you reduce it, make it harder to hit something because you're shooting at a smaller target on that object. You can increase your chance of doing damage because you're picking a vulnerable spot. Right. Um, but in okay. this case, there's just no need because it's a small remote and you just blasted it with a 50. Well, I guess it's not a sniper rifle, but but a heavy caliber um, hunting rifle. Right. To roll damage. Either way, I'm going to get... With a rifle like this, the damage rating is um, probably an eight, apparently. Eight. Yep. Um, and there's no armor on the small remote, so we're not going to affect that. But there is a durability of one. So um, basically, you're rolling against a seven, and you roll on three dice. And for each die that is successful, you do a, um, an additional level of damage. So you can do minor damage, major damage, or mortal damage. Um, and that's how sort of the damage mechanic works. Uh, and then okay. there's different effects for whichever level you get. It's a very deadly system. People can be killed outright in this game. 
Well, uh, I just got major damage. I got two successes. Okay. Let me roll, make a durability test for the remote. Uh, I rolled a nine. It fragments into pieces as if you're shooting skeet, and it spirals down to the ground. So the one currently hovering over you is out, and they are they can no longer see your position. One bird down, sir. I'm gonna have to relocate. You're on Take your care own. of yourself. Take care of yourself. All right. All right. Can you? Hmm. I'd like hey, to friend. You up there? You hear someone shouting from down below. You in the ravine? Yeah. <laughs> yeah? Question mark. Just give us white gate. We'll leave the rest of you be. Looking we don't back want at any everybody. trouble. And hmm. uh, not really feeling like you are in a position to refuse. You know what I mean? I hear the aircraft I'm, approaching, and it kind of comes in a tighter circle. Okay. Maggie, give me, give me some kind of... Uh, uh, give me four recon, actually. Okay. Let's do that. Uh... Who am I talking to? Hold up. Sorry, my uh, thing's... Okay. Reloading. I, I have to reload drive. Uh, what's a bodyguard doing, doing during all this? He's got his... He's sort of... Uh, in front of White Gate, between White Gate and entrance to the ravine, and he's looking at you, and he's got his yeah. gun out. He looks pretty on point, like he's ready to fight for his for his charge. All right, that's a success. Um, I'm just trying to reload my character sheet, okay. trying to figure out if it's like one or two points. Uh, well, if it's a I success, gotta... as you begin to relocate, you realize that you're being flanked by two more troopers. They're coming up from the south. Uh, sir, I have. I- I'm being flanked. I- I'll try to. I'll try to say selfie, but I, I think I need there. support. Get out of there. I'm trying, but I need support. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, we'll do what we can. Uh, you're just talking to a simple boat captain. Charter captain, huh? Red sky. Mm-hmm. We can make yeah, it worth your while. I mean, that can't be a, a luxurious lifestyle. It pays the bills. How about a hundred grand? That pays some bills? I feel, I feel eyes on me pretty hard for the bodyguard, right? From everybody. They're all looking at Whitegate. Whitegate's eyes. The bodyguard is looking like he's going to have to fight on two fronts now. Um, yeah. You, you, you're not sure if you're just projecting, but you think some of the stuff is nodding their heads, right? Like, what? Yeah, like... Um, That's fair. That's a fair deal. Reasonable. (laughs) Don't blame them. Uh, That'll pay some bills, yeah? Mm. Personally, I'd go for a higher bill, but, you know, that's me. You can't put a price on being able to go to sleep at night, though. Rip is looking at you, and he's kind of shaking his head like, don't you dare. I want to. I mean... <clears throat> Digger, what do you uh, do? It does. Philip? It does. How about you? You can put a price on uh, being able to sleep ever again. <laughs> Very true. Very uh, true. Based on what you said earlier, you know, ha- having, you know, whatever firearms for survival makes sense. I'm going to say shotgun makes sense. Sure. Um, just covering the, the air, covering the direction that they're, uh, Talking to us from, uh, okay. if a drone pops out, I'll take a shot at it. It would be a, 
it would be a pretty hard scramble to get out of this ravine in any direction other than the way you came in. And you don't know that everyone here could even make it. Um, you do see the remotes, but they're beyond shot, effective shotgun range mm-hmm. as they kind of zip past, back and forth over the ravine. Listen, so is, there a, is there a back way out of this place? LT, reminder, young, I need support. For a young agile teenager, for sure. But okay. for Yakamura, Nakamura, or sorry, for uh, Takamura or uh, Whitegate, probably not. Shit. Well. LT, reminder, I need support. I'll go. I mean, if you want to try to see if you can broaden away, I mean, I True, can you, you just distract him. I think I, I got... I got some plans. Uh, Maggie, if you want to make a forward recon to kind of stealth your way out of there, this is your element. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh, That is a three and a ten. Uh, Three is a success. And I think that's like, goddamn, I'm so good at forward recon. Uh, Yeah, no, that's a a three out of five. Okay, you have snuck out out of... (laughs) You have snuck out of their closing perimeter. And you realize you're behind their lines now. Um, and then are surprised uh, as you step out from behind some undergrowth and into a semicircle of very uh, criminal looking ne'er do wells that all have a broad range of heavy military hardware aimed at you. First, you should see the guns. Then you see the like Hawaiian shirts and the old boots and the baseball cap and the tans and the nictating membranes. And you realize these are not the PMC. I put on a big, goofy smile. They seem equally surprised to see you just pop out of nowhere. Y'all want to fuck up some off-worlders? They look at each other, they look at you, and then we cut back to the ravine. Rip, have you got anything other than that big fucking stupid gun? He looks at you like, what kind of question is that? Can you see? I'm just standing here. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to take this rifle and this knife and then do some jungle shit. I'll be back. Jesus Christ. what You're did I scramble out of the ravine for? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, give me a jungle shit test. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to assume this is going to be insurgent. That works. <laughs> I've already actually. But you're a, you're kind of a baby insurgent. You've just yeah. been radicalized, so I'm not sure that it's a strong skill set. No. <laughs> <laughs> He's but not. I'll uh... give you, I'll give you uh, your plus two. Where where are you on your? Red Sky chart, Charter Track. Uh, I mean, seeing as how I kind of have uh, a requirement to provide fiscal support for my family. That's, one, probably, of your, that's one of your um, ties, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I imagine it's probably blood, sweat, or tears since I, it, he's not especially hireable, I imagine. Like, just, I'm in it to win it <laughs> with this okay. charter company, because if it works out, so where are you employees. Where did, where did you start on the track? You think you're, like, blood, sweat, and tears? Yeah. Okay, so take a plus two. 
Okay. As you do your insurgent thing. All right. I mean, it's got it listed as a five. Uh, I think this is still going to be cognition. I'll go clever. Try to trick them into some log falls or some crazy stuff. <laughs> okay. So you're trying to lead them off or are you trying to sneak up on around on them? Uh, no, I'm trying to lead them off. Okay. All right. Oh boy, what a terrible roll. Nine nine seven. Uh okay. which will There is another mechanic that you might want to use. If you look at the first page it says strain. Yeah. Uh, I should have told you guys about this early on and I forgot. Um there's mental strain and physical strain, and this sounds like a physical strain, but that's yeah. the number of points that you can spend to either re-roll or add those points proactively before you roll to increase the um, chances of success. If you're doing a re-roll and you fail, the attribute you were using for that roll is now at a minus one until you have a significant and meaningful rest. Okay. Um, you know, a good meal, a night's sleep, that kind of medical care, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so you can choose to re-roll if you'd like. I think I will re-roll. I was, the roll is very bad. All right, that's better. I get a three um, out of what, according to the character sheet, will be like an eight. <laughs> okay. Uh, five plus so you made two by, plus made one. Made it by five. What, yeah. Narrative benefit um, or uh, plus two forward? Narrative benefit. Um, okay. You... How do you how do you get their attention? You like stand up and go blah, 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 and then run, or do you fire at them or make some kind of cryptic noise? Oh, I fired them. <laughs> okay, um, I'm going to assume you just kind of shoot over the lean over yeah, the rock just and into the shoot. bush around them. Okay, uh, hopefully, loose. yeah, trying to uh, simulate the idea that they're in a crossfire. You start firing. They duck down you hear gunfire coming from a third direction that you didn't even know. It's a return fire. Uh, that's the people who are flanking. Um, <laughs> Ma- Maggie, the people that you're confronting, the gun guns fire starts from two directions and everybody flinches and dives into the brush in different directions. Um, and uh, Drew and Philip, or sorry, Drew and Digger, you realize Philip's gone and now there's gunfire going off. Um, outside the ravine. Hey, boss, I don't want to make things scary, uh, but we got pirates, too. And, Philip, you're running, right? Oh, yes, yes. Okay. Wh- which direction, in general? Like, uh, north, east, west? Um, south? I would say east. Uh, east? No, okay, so west. Yeah, that, well, that would, that would take you away from the ravine and towards the beach again, past their position, which would be more likely for them to chase you. Uh, yeah, then I will go east and get them to okay. try and follow me out. Okay. Um, at least one of them is in pursuit, but no one has eyes on them now, um, except you, and you're right. not sure if it's more than the one, but you are uh, hightailing it through the brush, um, kind of hell-bent for leather and throwing yourself down the hillside, um, trying to stay ahead of their bullets. Drew, what are you doing? <laughs> sir, uh, orders! Orders, sir! Well, hey, all hey, ran. Go ahead. Hey, Maggie, do, do you recognize the pirates? Uh, do I? You don't recognize them. I mean, um, but I am, from the hardware they're carrying, you're imagining they're probably not pirates. 
they're they might be insurgent. Um, they're all natives. I... Um, you can tell just looking at them. Um, they're, they got nictating membranes that kind of open and close across their eyelids, and you can you look down and see their webbed hands. Hey, uh, and they're super tan. I'm trying to protect Poseidon right now. We're being attacked by outsiders. Um, I can, I deputize you as members of the Geo Wardens. Hey, Chica, uh, what do you think you are? The hybrids, hybrids are not native. They were not born and raised here. They were brought as, as part of the newcomer colonization effort. Listen, you want to make, you want to make money or not? Hey, y- use my name with them. I'll make some money. You know, Digger? Uh, knows everyone loyal. You make a test on that digger, and you succeed at a minus two, and one of them is going to have heard of you. Can I uh, take a mental strain to get a plus? Sure. So that puts. I you mean, back this is even. more abstracted. You're not. You're not really doing anything except yeah. maybe a flashback to having built some relationships. Uh, <laughs> just passed. Okay, Digby. I'm his bodyguard. He's on the island. They're trying to kill us. Who's they? Dude, I don't fucking know! This is Snafu! Were they in the aircraft that came this morning? Probably! You seem excitable for a warden. I thought you Silvas were kind of calm and collected. I I can be calm and collected, but I'm also trying to make sure people don't die, and you guys are pointing guns at me. So... Well, you came crashing out of the brush, pointing a gun at us. What do you think? I, I, I was not pointing a gun at any of you. I was pointing a gun at the people who are about to fucking show, show up. There's at least two other squads. Drew, how about you? What are you up to? Uh, shoot. Uh, do we, ha- we don't have any indication that everybody's took off after my cousin. So, uh... Enemy of my enemy is my friend. I understand no. we're not we're not super great friends here, but are you going to help me out or not? I'm here hey. for Poseidon. I'm sure. I'm going to tell. I'm going to talk to Whitegate. Run up to the bodyguard. Go look. There's some natives here. Maybe we can pay them to help us. Anything they need. Anything. I got money. I got so much money. Anything offer. they need. I, I tell Maggie to make them the offer. Oh, I make. Okay. Uh, you you say a number, uh, mm-hmm. and they all like do a bullshit haphazard like sir yes sir and they all like salute back get in line like they're trying to be sarcastic while also accepting you're such an offer all right now here's the thing once we get this taken care of there's a man named rip <laughs> what the hell i will need y'all to disarm him sure am i hearing that you're paying yeah you are hearing that don't Maggie, don't. Okay, so you start leading him back up the hill? You start leading him back up the hill? No, I it do. wasn't uh, him. Wasn't it the assistant that called you a monkey? I thought it was Rip who called me a monkey. Yeah, no, he did. In, yeah, no, he did. In, character, in character, I'm saying, wasn't it that assistant guy? I think we... Did we get the, word, did we get the names backwards, Chef? Did nope. multiple people call me monkeys? In, in character, the assistant guy. I mean, if, if he called me a monkey, too. Drew, uh, um, what are you doing? We also Dr- haven't uh, told Drew you about that is, yet. Uh, People I are sobbing. The... Uh, they're trying to. Some of them are trying to climb out the back of the ravine. Um, some of them are demanding that the that we should just talk to them. They seem reasonable. 
here, I'll, Moore is like, I'll go, I'll go talk to them. And he starts uh, no. scrambling. He starts scrambling up the uh, front of the ravine like he's going to walk out into the open. Uh-oh, gonna Moore's going to try an Ellis on us. I'm going to I'm going to run up and grab him and jerk him back down in the ravine and say, "You're dead if you go up there." Why would they pay us anything? He tries to scramble to out of your grasp. Um, I, I I got physique fit. And, okay. Uh, Give me a I'll, test against him. He's trying to push you off. No, really, they're reasonable. They're just they're just doing business. Geomilitary, and that is a for kind of wrestling him back to the ground. Um, you, you expanding inflatable uh, ball that that rolls out. And, and you ever seen those those inflatable balls that they wrap around people and they go out and play sports and then bang yeah. each other? Imagine one of those, but there's, but there's no hole in it, right? The thing just folds up around him and seals him inside. Uh, and you can hear him yelling and he's panging against it and kind of rolling around the bottom um, as this survival bubble uh, that is designed basically as a life raft, but is useless in the jungle, um, sort of uh, in the smart material kind of seals up around him. And, and now he's in a big hamster ball. It's <laughs> useful to us. Yeah, let's roll him in the cave and in, back into cover. And I guess uh, I felt Digger was, was set up defensive perimeter. All we have to do is wait now. Yeah, I mean, there's not much we can do if they're covering the exit to the ravine. So uh, would it be, could we make any kind of rows to pick the best defensive position? And sure. Keep her, all right. It'll be behind this hamster balls where, where it'll be. <laughs> right. I mean, right. yeah. Uh, I guess. A blade, observe, of, a blade of hamster ball. Observant geomilitary. So it would be seven. And I think only got, okay, I only got one. Philip, I mean, are uh, you going to try and circle back or are you just going to run right to the beach? Um, I'm going to run right to the beach. Okay. I think I'm going to try and get on the boat. <laughs> uh, okay. Sir, I have a retinue that will help us. Yeah, talk about trying to take the gun off the man who's highly uh, antsy. No. Come on. Rip joins the two of you in taking up defensive positions. Um, we'll go wherever you tell him to set up. Maggie, where are you and your, your new unit headed? Um, we are going to flank one of the folks who are trying to flank me because they were obviously going after a single target when now they have a retinue to deal with. Give me forward recon. Sure thing. Did you succeed, Drew? Oh, yeah, I got a one under seven. Okay, you play, ooh. Or uh, one what? under six. I think I did, uh, I did, what was it? Geomilitary and observance. So uh, that was, yeah, one under seven. Okay, so, I'll give you a narrative benefit that you're able to get everybody arranged such that there's really only one way um, gotten to that mm-hmm. they can't, they couldn't even really shoot down from the top of the ravine if they were able to get up there. Um, you've got okay. people huddled down behind an overhang, uh, okay. but you are well and truly pinned in here. There's no getting out either, but okay. to, get, to get you, someone has to come in. So I presume forward recon is coordination and precise. Um. In this case, it's probably more uh, about cognition because you're trying to set yourself up uh, on these people. Precise, yeah. All right. So instead of getting like plus two to bonus, then I, I just succeeded. Base. Okay. Um, you have set yourself up on the two who are flanking. They have taken Overwatch positions from just kind of 90 degrees from where the 
other troopers had set themselves up and they're watching the ravine. All right. So I'm going to overwatch on the overwatch. Okay. Uh, I'm going to send the rest of my troops down to fuck with them because they're not as precise as I am. Okay. Uh, that is, are those your instructions? Go down yes. there and fuck with them? Yes. Okay. There is, you know how when something stressful like this is happening, seconds draw out into minutes and minutes draw into hours? It's probably only three minutes later, but it feels an eternity when suddenly all hell breaks loose below you. And uh, the pirates, the insurgents, whoever the locals were, uh, have just opened up on those two soldiers. Um, and there's a bunch of return fire happening and um, nobody can see. So nobody knows what the original um, troops are doing as a consequence. Who's the first break overwatch? Who's the first break? Yes. Of the, uh, the two soldiers I'm looking at. I don't know what you mean by break. Who's the first to like leave, co- uh, leave cover. Oh, I'm assuming you've had a beat on them the whole time. They just hunger down and turn. Yeah. Oh yeah, so no, not, no. what winning. I'm saying is like, like the moment like one of them becomes able for me to like shoot at them, I'm going to take them out. Okay, you you I'm, could have been I, able to shoot at them the whole time because that oh, you were on okay. over, right, right? Yeah, as I said, you you had a position on them from the start, and when you sent those guys down, you were watching them kind of creep up on them, and now you're just watching a, a uh, well, yeah, no. Uh, from one side, it's very professional. Out. From the other side, it's sloppy but practiced, uh, and it's. It's all hell breaking loose. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna Drew, and, Drew and Digger, you guys hear you hear the gun go gunfire going. Uh, what are you gonna do? Go first, Digger. Uh, I would be uh, poking the shotgun around the hamster ball, but still basically staying down here, protect people, um, covering the entrance to the ravine. Okay, I'm not uh, a soldier, but I can hunker. Give me, give me hunter, hunter and observant. Perfect. Uh, succeed by two. It's hard to tell with the gunfire and the echoing and all, but sounds like something's moving up to the mouth of the ravine. And as you realize that, you see a very tentative, um, well, you, you see a gun poke up, but it's a smart gun, right? So they're just kind of holding it around the corner to see what's there. So you see a hand and, a, and an assault rifle kind of just poke up around the, the edge of the ravine from where you can see. Is that entrance. within uh, effective range of for the, the shotgun? shotgun? Yeah, to... yeah. Uh, I'd like to shoot that gun that's poking up, if possible. Okay. Uh, minus two for size, um, and it is long range for the shotgun, so minus two for that. Um, but you're aiming, so that's plus two. So you're only at minus two. I don't and know that the, you would have uh, spent the money to have a smart shotgun because it's mostly probably hunting, not. But yeah, yeah. And what's the target then uh, before the minus two? I forget. Uh, it's your it's your skill set. Oh, so that would be hunter, probably. Yep. And then coordination. With observant, probably. Or, well, or coordination. coordination. Hunter precise. Perfect. Okay. Uh, yes. Uh, two successes. Okay. Even with roll, the minus two. Roll three dice for me. I think a shotgun is six or eight. It's. It's not listed in the quick start, but I did it the same as a large caliber pistol, okay. so just eight. because. Yeah. Uh, that's a five, a ten, and a ten. 
Uh, all right, so you blast it. You see the impact of the shot. The gun kind of flops out of sight along with the hand. Um, but you don't see any other effect beyond that. Technically, that's a, um, a minor wound. Uh, the armor would be narratively less effective, but mechanically still effective, even though it probably wasn't covering. Yeah, it was more of a stop looking at us through your smart gun kind of right. deal for and, me. And you may also have fucked up the weapon. I mean, shooting a sensors with a shotgun is probably a good way to take them out. Drew, there is echo in the ravine as out of, with no warning, uh, Digger fires the shotgun. Okay. Sir, I need a sit rep. Somebody's at the mouth. Fuck. Poking their heads in. Yep. All right. I mean, it, I, that happened out of my, my per, I didn't see it. I'm at the other end, I guess. You were in a position to to see the entrance, but when the hand popped up, he just shot it. Okay. Is so, it, you saw, so if you're sneaking in... Alright, so to answer Chris's thing, shoot whoever the hell you want to shoot at. Come on, let's get this over with. Does anyone uh, have eyes on the kid? They're here. Anyway, I'm gonna if they're sneaking in one hole, maybe they're trying to sneak in my my entrance point, so I'm just gonna closely watch. It was only one way in this ravine, I think. Oh, yeah, it, it's a it's a one way entrance. You're in a cave hmm. with a hamster with, with a with a um, aquatic hamster ball in front of us. Yeah, okay. I, I literally I literally like looked around to find a place where you guys could be defensible. Okay, Philip, you try and catch your breath as you're pellmelling down the hill, and you can hear someone coming up behind you. All right. Um... Stop, turn, snap a shot off in that direction. <laughs> okay. Give me a test. All right. My uh, shooting is not very good. Drew, what are you doing? Okay. So maybe I'm just going to run up to the front of it, and I'm going to take okay. my backpack off. I've, I've already taken my gun out of it, okay. and I want to sling my backpack past where the man was with the gun, hopefully okay. that it'll draw his attention, and then I'll just – I'm going to – Shoot like round the corner and shoot them. Then you'll come out. Action. I, I'm going to yeah, imagine you've got a smart. Your your handgun is a smart gun because you're ex-military and why not, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So are you going to like John Woo style leap out of the opening? Yeah, that sounds. That's how I want to go out in life. Okay. So a sounds couple of good. doves take off from the opening to the ravine <laughs> and come out in slow motion. Everything else is moving normal motion. You're just in slow motion as you come. Shooting out the opening <laughs> Okay, give me... Well, um, to be fair, they're, they're not doves. They're neo-doves. Okay. You're going to get a plus two for point-blank range, a minus two for kind of leaping out and shooting while diving through the air. Um, yeah. And uh, a plus two for the smart gun. So you're at plus okay. six right now. Or, sorry, plus four right now. Okay. And do I need to pick oh, attribute sorry, sorry, skill set? Yep. All right, so I guess um, so. Plus two athletic. for the smart gun, minus two for diving, and plus two for um, close range. So you're still at plus two. Yeah, okay. athletic is good. Athletic and geo military. So it'd be four. So I guess that would be. Two. I'm sorry, it's just uh, two and four. So it'd be six primarily, but I got a plus two, so that makes it eight technically, right? Okay. And, yeah, and so you All can right. choose. No, wait, wait, wait. Oh, don't roll. Okay. You can okay. choose. You can choose to lower your, uh, so you can increase the damage rating because you're shooting at a vulnerable. Spot. 
It's called a called shot. Okay. Um, okay. And what you might want to do, because you know these guys are. Okay. It's up to you. Yeah, I think, I mean, I'm, I'll, let's go in, big damn hero. Okay, so how many points are you willing to shave off of your to hit number to raise your damage level? Two. Okay, so um, you were shooting, I think you said at a six. So you'd be shooting at a uh, four. Yeah. You'd be shooting at a yeah. four, but you get plus two to your damage rank for your weapon. Okay. All right. So I think, and that it looks like it's, I'm only put, pulling from the general skill set. So I'm only rolling one dice. Is that right? Well, what so are you using? I was thinking about using geo military. It's an yeah, under general. Yep. Or right, um, so I've got one die, and I don't get an additional one for the attributes. Uh, uh, well, you're adding. You're adding. Um, you said okay. a- athletic. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it looks like I wrote a 10, unfortunately. Well, it's a good thing you have strain. Yeah. You want to spend some physical strain? Yeah, I'll spend physical strain. I'll spend, you know what? Hell with it, four points. Well, you can only spend, for- you can only spend to reroll, you only spend one. If you wanted to bump, okay. your, bump your skill up a little bit, you could, oh. add, you could spend them proactively. Re- so you could do that. I'll reroll. I'll reroll. And I'll tell you what, I'll also spend to bump it up. I'll spend an extra one. And Jeff, I just wasn't meant to make this, man. It was a nine. You can spend it again. You're at a minus one right. to that to your physique, though. Um, or no, coordination. You're using coordination, right? You're at a minus one uh, to that yeah. attribute now. So all of the associated focus attributes go down by one. Um, okay. And so I'll... your target number is down by one. And that'll be true okay. until you've had a chance to have a significant rest. Okay. Two. Made it. Okay. Um, made it by four. Or, no, made it by five. Sorry. Yeah. Three, because you're down by one as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, so you plug the guy. Your choices are you've got semi-automatic in this, with this weapon. Uh, and as a feature of the weapon, that means it can shoot multiple targets or uh, you can do extra damage. I'm going to go for extra damage and hope okay. there's only one. All right. So with you already have a da- damage of eight. You spent two points for, for the called shot. You get two points mm-hmm. for the semi-auto. So now you're shooting at 12, which you can't miss with a D10. However, the body armor and physique subtract directly from that. So 12 mm-hmm. minus four for the combination of their armor and physique brings it down to an eight. So your DR okay. for the weapon is an eight, and you roll three dice. All right, three dice. All right. Three, three, and nine. Okay, so you do a, uh, a major wound. Yeah. And he has to make a physique test. Oh, or is stunned. Uh, and he goes down. Bullet hits him center of mass. You crash to the ground. Then his body crashes to the ground behind you. He's not dead, but um, short range, uh, heavy caliber pistol to the chest, even with body armor, is going to take somebody down. um, And he hits the ground hard. Okay. That was intense. So you're laying at the mouth of the ravine, uh, feeling a little bit exposed because you don't know where friends are. Uh, there's gunfire yeah. going off in the distance. Uh, 
Philip, did you take your shot? Uh, yes, I did. I rolled a, a one and a three. Okay. Uh, which should um, do the job. Yeah, one sure. and a three out of two. Okay, nicely done. Um, <laughs> you fire into the brush at the at whoever's pursuing you. Yeah, and my my goal is not necessarily to hit them. Although if I do, that's great. Right. It's more like to, to slow, slow prevent them, them from catching up to me. Yeah. Right. the The crashing stops as whoever it is hits the ground, uh, and I'm assuming you bolt off again. Yeah. Now, you don't know if you hit or not, um, but you did at least stop them momentarily. Digger, you just saw um, your family member just run like a crazy person towards the open dive out through it, firing uh, out of your line of sight, uh, and then crash to the ground. What do you do? <clears throat> Yell to my charges, stay behind the bubble, and then move up to the mouth of the ravine. Okay. I'm tempted to drop into combat rounds, but I feel like this is because they're not actually exchanging blows yet. But if that starts to happen, we'll we'll do that. So you see um, Drew laying on the ground, and you see um, a figure dressed in camouflage, phototropic um, body armor, uh, kind of laying sprawled out on the ground, kind of oh, oh, groaning and rolling back. Do I see them? Um, you from your position, I. I wouldn't think so, because you were shooting at the uh, other two two people that were flanking you, right? And I think you had uh, a I'm, roll. You were you were rolling on that, I believe. How did that turn yeah, out? Look, it turned out very well, actually. What kind of damage did you do? Uh, major. Okay. Uh, I just rolled a ten for his physique test, and down he goes. So uh-huh. drops down, drops down out of sight. Uh, and your crew is taking the other. I mean, the other, um, and they're kind of moving and covering in a sloppy manner um, across the ridgeline towards the ravine. I mean, that's fair. Like, I, I'm mainly using them as a distraction to like maintain a fire on the my friends. Like, uh, like I, I am acting. I'm trying to as, act as Overwatch for them. Okay. So you move to a good position where you the mouth of the ravine and you see uh, you have a moment of panic when you see Drew laying sprawled out on the ground and Digger coming up behind him um, and it looks like another body not far away. Uh, and you also hear the aircraft coming in again, um, sort of circling back in from the shore. Uh, I take a shot on the body I do not recognize. Okay. Uh, you can't tell because there's so much gunfire going on, Digger, but the body next to you just kind of convulses um, and uh, takes another hit. Uh, just go ahead and roll damage on that. Don't even bother to hit because you're a sniper and he's just laying there. Uh, that's a one. Uh, you're rolling three dice, remember? Three dice against... Oh, shit. Oh, right, yeah, um, right, right. You're right. A 12 for the hunting rifle. Minus the body armor, so you're really rolling against... In his physique, so you're rolling against uh, eights. Either way, this guy's fucked. Okay, uh, that is a one, a five, and an eight. Okay, so that all three hit, which is a critical wound. If he fails his physique test um, and is at a penalty because of the level of wound he took, he's going to be killed outright. Ooh, he rolled a one, so he does not die outright, but he is dying. Um, 
and is beginning to bleed out. Sir, are you okay? Sir! I think you're muted. muted, Adam. Thank you. I was eating potato chips. I didn't think it was good ambient noise for us. Um, (laughs) I'm fine. I'm fine. He he brushes himself up, scans the surroundings, looks at the man bleeding. I'm going to scramble over to where his body is and like, I don't have I don't have a hundred thousand dollars, but I can probably get you, keep you alive if you tell me who sent you. Uh, he is. Let's see if I got to do a psyche test to see if he's actually conscious. He is not. He is out, and you can see him bleeding profusely. Mm. Well, if we got a hostage now, or we got information, so uh, what would I do? If I don't have any first aid listed on my ability, uh, but I would say military is going to have some basic first aid. Geo military, and I would probably actually. I'm going to say calm if you would accept that. Sure. So I'm calmly trying Absolutely. to. Absolutely, and he's got a first aid kit strapped to his belt anyway. So okay. So you rip see. it open. Uh, you hear you hear a, a calm, tinny voice saying, "Please describe the nature of the emergency, uh, the nature of the injury." Uh, Sir, you know, should I continue Overwatch? Please. I, there's basically there's location? there's a gre- there's a gremlin in the first aid kit that'll. Uh, a plus two bonus um, as okay. it tries to help you diagnose the injury. All right. So like, gun, gunshot wounds to the chest, multiple gunshot wounds to the chest, profuse bleeding. And it tells you some things and tells you what bandages to use. And okay. What, what chemicals so, to inject. And that, that w- I would have made my check. That's five under seven. Oh, nice. Um, so the narrative benefit is you're able to use some stimulants in the case to Bring him around if you want to actually ask your question. Yeah, I'd so say if we pick. You're in a. Imagine your situation, right? You're yelling at this <laughs> and, and demanding information from him while you're trying to do first aid. Maggie is yelling in your ear, give me some instructions. There's gunfire going on around you, an aircraft uh, gone overhead and seems to be landing nearby. Um, and yeah. uh, of course, the, your charges are all sobbing and yelling and demanding various things behind you digger this is one of those days that uh makes you hate newcomers and not want to be part of the sky anymore um but what are you doing to help drew well this this guy this this guy that he just uh patched up a little bit Mm -hmm. does he happen to have anything attached to him of use perhaps grenades uh yeah actually you see a couple of them well i would like to uh take all three of those oh all couple of those all right um and how close is the vtol landing to us do you have any military experience outdoorsman hunter guide native son insurgent sympathizer uh yeah that's still not gonna tough guy brawler i don't think those those apply in this circumstance but yeah uh the aircraft is out of sight. You're not sure where it is. It's somewhere. It sounds like it's landing somewhere nearby. Probably not within throwing distance is what I'm thinking because I can't tell right where it's at. Right. Yeah. I mean, grenades are hard to throw very far. And so you can't see it. You just have a general direction. I mean, you could chuck it, but you don't know where Maggie is. Um, hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll grab the couple of grenades and move towards where I hear the landing. Okay, so you scramble over the rocks and you see down by the tree line, the aircraft has just come, not even settled on the ground. And you see one trooper kind of run up the open ramp in the back. Uh, it's probably 
75 meters away. Um, and uh, it starts to lift up into the air as you watch. Definitely not in throwing range or shotgun range. No, definitely not shotgun range. A shame. <laughs> hmm. Maggie, can you clip that bird? I could try. You have no problem shooting the aircraft. Um, go no, ahead and give no. me damage rolls. I mean, it's it's not moving very fast, and it's the size of a barn door. Um, just give me some damage tests, and I'll see if there's even a chance of you hitting something. Do you want to add to your uh, your difficulty to hit like an engine specifically, Chris? Uh, sure. Why not? Well, then I'm going to make you roll. Basically called shot. Yeah, you're not going to hit automatically then. I'm going to make you roll. If you can't call a shot, I'm like, roll. I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm a sniper. Like, I'm definitely going to call a shot. Let me roll. Right. So, given its size, you get a plus four to hit it. Um, it's not moving, so I'm not going to mess with speed. Uh, range is trivial for a hunting rifle. So, you're just at a, you're, at a plus four. You realize four. this means that I, I literally cannot fail. Right. But if you want to call a shot, how many of those points are you going to spend? Uh, all three. All three what? Um, what? What do you mean? What? what so if you're going to call a shot, you take points off of your to hit roll and then okay. add those to the damage rating because you're okay, focusing yeah, no. on, a, on a, So how many points are you yeah. going to spend? Uh, I'm going to spend four points because that gives me a, a seven. Okay. To still hit. Okay. And I, I think that's like, I think that's accurate enough with three dice. Oh boy, I rolled a two. Okay, so I'll give you plus two on the damage rating. Okay. Now remember, uh, this is going to so have a very high durability anti-material right. round. You're just using a hunting round. So go ahead and give me your damage. Uh, you're rolling okay. at um, the the basic damage rating is now at a twelve, but given the armor and durability of the vehicle. Six. So roll three D ten against okay. a six. Okay. I rolled a two, a five, and a five. Alright, so all three hit. Mm-hmm. And it makes its durability test. Um it you punch through it, you you know you hit it, um, but it continues to lift into the air and clears the treetops and starts to head towards the beach. I think I did some damage, Digger, but uh, it, it's too heavy for what I'm working with. In fact, it continues to gain altitude and head off over the open water. I'll I'll try to take another shot, but I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to make it. The mental thumbs up that I give counts as my activity if you want to take your second action. I know we're not in combat, but <laughs> technically... <laughs> Yeah, you can start. You can start shooting at it. It's it's you know increasingly small by relative distance, um, and you're going to lose the size benefit here quickly. Um, And it's starting to move quick, fast, uh, and but you can certainly take another shot at it. All right. Well, let's try. This will be my last shot at it. I mean, it's shooting. It's like shooting at a golf stream with a with a thirty odd six. You know, it's possible that you could hit a fuel tank or vital piece of engine or even a pilot but it's unlikely i'm not counting on it all right i got a two a four and a nine okay that's to hit roll damage okay 
For damage, I got a 3, a 7, and an 8. So minor damage. Okay. Um, uh, nope. It continues to fly. And it's, it's quickly out of range. Or at least effective range. Sorry, Digger. I tried. Keep knife. It comes back. It seems to keep going. I think it learned its lesson. Um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> sir? Uh, sir, uh, what, what do you want me to do? If you do, if you do a tactical head count, uh, there were two. There were a total of five troopers that were dusted off initially. Three that came directly at you. Two that did um, a um, flanking maneuver. Uh, those two were taken care of by the sniper and the insurgent ad hoc uh, unit that he found. Um, you dropped one of the three here. One of the three went down the hillside after Philip, and the one that boarded the plane a moment ago would have been the fifth. All right. uh, sir, I think we're out of enemy combatants. Uh, get your, or or get at least your there's people. One, one running around the woods, possibly. And we're the, uh, we're missing ahead. one guy. The administrative assistant's not here. Uh, I'll He's tell you what. the mole. Let's let's get uh, let's question this guy real quick, and we get everybody to the boat. I'm calling it. This is enough team building right now. Get uh, Maggie. Get get your people lined up here. We'll arrange everything. Have them meet yes, us. Yes, yes. The, the team building trip is over. We've accomplished our goals. Come, please, let's let's get out of here immediately. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll give a wink to the to the uh, to Eve. I'll Evie. call back. I'll call back to the uh, the pirates because they're pirates, right? Well, Insurgents, pirates, whatever. You can't call back to them. You don't have comms with them, but you All can right. stumble down the hill and find them. Yeah, no, I'll I'll look for them. Yeah, bro, what's up? Kind of a hit. Where's hey. our money? Uh, we're heading back. We're heading back to get you paid. Come on, follow me. Oh no, 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 no. That, that's not how it works. It, you 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 pay now, right? There's no heading back. Yeah. Or, or we come with you, pick up the money? Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Come with us. Come with I me. Mean, I don't think you got cash in your pockets. No, you got you to gotta pay through Comcore, yeah? So uh, you just send it now. Um, no, because we're not done with the job yet. We you? Had... What done with the job? You, you said take them out. We took them out. No, 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 no. We, we, they flew I, away, I, bro. I take them out. Bro. I said take out, take them out, and then also disarm a very specific person. Have you disarmed that person yet? No, you fucking haven't, because you don't know who that is yet. Yeah, yeah, all right, fine. I Take us. Take us where, you, where we got to go. Money will be, you'll get paid when we get there. All right, so smash cut, down to the beach, mm-hmm. the remains of your camp. Um, it has been thoroughly searched. Um, and you know, tent flat, tent shredded open, and gear scattered around. Um, Philip is there. Uh, no sign of any of the op four. Uh, no sign of Privet. Um, everyone is doubly exhausted. It was at least at least it was downhill, so gravity was on there. Still not easy, uh, and everyone's collapsed yeah. in the sand, guzzling down water, stuffing protein bars in their faces. Um, well, we we rolled more down, didn't we? Uh, yeah, you you probably couldn't get them past the tree line very effectively. 
Um, but you were able to cut him out of his inflatable bubble, and he looks ridiculous in the shredded remains of his vest, uh, thoroughly dejected. Um, hey, his so. stupidity saved lives. <laughs> Once um, I get to the point where like everyone's there, uh, I point my uh, Poseidon Irregulars over to Mr. Rip. Okay, he's been watching them really carefully because they're an unknown uh, variable. Mr. Rip, I need you to uh, see, uh, uh, put down your weapons. What the fuck? Mr. Those Rip, assholes are st- one weapons. of those assholes is still out there. Mr. Rip, I need you to put down your weapons right now. This the guy? If, if you want to live. This, this the guy? This is the guy. Hey, bro, this monkey, she crazy. Here, just give, him, give her your gun. We don't want no trouble. And they're all, like, sort of aiming their guns at implying I that, like... I person who calls me a monkey. All right, Chris, I'm jumping in right now with a calm and convincing, like, stepping in. It's like, there's been some hard feelings. There's been some people saying bad things, and they continue to say bad things, and they're going to stop saying bad things so you all can get paid, and we can get the fuck out of here, and we can all live happily ever after. That's so. Right. I, I agree. make that test. Look at the right. purring kitten, Chris. Look at the purring kitten. And happy time, Chris. So let's see. My target number is. And you can resist. You can resist his calming efforts. This is a. Oh. Uh, this this is a uh, persuade deny. Yeah, one hundred percent. Persuade deny. resists. Yeah, I'm resisting this. I'm sorry, Adam. Let's see if you can beat this. I mean. Don't worry. I'm not like going to kill him or anything. No, no, but I mean, I well, my number I had to beat Jeff before. Is you, your target? Uh, it's your target four. number? Okay. Yeah. So, so I'm I'm three over four. Okay, so you made it by one. Ooh. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. That is a two over four. What What are you resisting with? Uh, I'm resisting with intimidating. Well, that's a is that well you've got to use a skill set. Okay, so I was thinking physique and intimidating. Uh, but intimidating like, is. Do you have intimidating as a skill set? You have intimidating as a yes, focus attribute. It's a focus attribute. Yeah, that's not a that's not a skill set. That's that's in oh, place sorry. of that's in place of physique. Your focus attributes oh, okay. are just nuanced versions of the of the four attributes. So intimidating is a nuanced version of physique when it when it is applicable to the situation. So you could All use right, intimidating, well, but you then you have to use it with skill set. Well, in this case, um, I'll just go with my skill set, geo military, because military. You're, wa- folks you're waving a gun pretty, around. Yeah, like okay. waving your dick around, basically. All right. So give it a give it a roll. I got a two out of four. So. Okay, so it sort of blows past your calming speech, uh, and um, Rip sees all the guns. Let's see what he decides to do. He's not an idiot, um, for sure. He knows that he'll so, die. If, if there's going to be murder, he knows he'll be murdered and uh, White Gate will be murdered anyway. And the only way to potentially stop the bullets flying is to give up his gun. So he holds it by the, by the uh, stock or the uh, grip and doesn't want to toss it into the sand. He just hands it to one of the um, gun runners. Smart of him. Uh, so what I do is I set up a table. Um, get ready for an arm wrestling challenge, and I use my other arm. Uh, oh, so I think, if this was long, 
And I think that's where the um, hard cut to like the credits and then the post credit scene of you guys sitting around Red Sky Charters, um, getting confirmation that you got your pay plus a bonus um, from a quite grateful uh, white gate for, you know, services rendered. Um, and that is Day at the Beach. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jeff, for running it. I had a ton of fun, man. I, I, so did I. I it was pretty did, great. <laughs> I thought we had a great charter there, everyone. I mean, it was a little hairy <laughs> at the moment, but, like, I think we did right. I, I like it. Yeah. What do you thought? What, what are your thoughts? Hamster ball. <laughs> Fair. It, and it, also, it, we have some grenades. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. You can all just throw those away for future use. Mm-hmm. Why not? It, this is, once I got used to it, it was a very intuitive system, man. I really enjoyed this. It does play, it's quick to learn and, and plays pretty smoothly. Um, it's not very uh, sophisticated, I guess, but it does mm-hmm. cover all the things you want to do and, and makes it makes up for it with the ease of play. Yeah, no, yeah. It, it's a great, it's a great system. I'm, I'm a big fan. I like that. It, I like that it allows people to make characters that really read like they want them. Uh, they don't have any restrictions on characterizing what they can do, but also characterizing who they are. Mm-hmm. Like I, I was, I was definitely aiming very hard for like just jungle adventure character. It's definitely that. Mm-hmm. You guys did good. Um, you, you. Uh, I think your tactical responses were wise, and it kept them at bay. I kept trying to think of realistic ways to dig you out but they don't want to get killed either they just want to get paid <laughs> uh so off uh, since we're out of the scenario i guess the sycophant was the one who had uh, betrayed and did all yeah. that how, how did all a, that play out he got a better offer and and his boss was had had him uh organize this whole trip and pick the island and knew the itinerary hired a third rate um guide service so there wouldn't be any complications on that end had been feeding information to what turns out gen diver who had hired a mercenary team to from uh, mcleod enforcement to come in and um just pick up white gate as a part of sort of uh, corporate espionage and um Mm -hmm. so he's the one that put, put the the uh uh, expanding expanding foam, foam bomb, molecular, basically. Yeah, the, mole- the molecular solvent in, in the uh, Faraday bag. And uh, he was just really going to retire. He was going to sell out for a big chunk of money and, and bail. So he got, he, I, uh, he t- he's basically bailed into the woods and got picked up by the aircraft. He, had I a, mean, he, had up, he kept one of his communicators. Like, Whitegate sucked. Don't blame him. <laughs> He yeah, I knew somebody still had a communicator. Yeah, he was still communicating with the the mercenaries as they came in, feeding them information. Figured. Hmm. Oh, so, and the and good. the the gunrunners were just that. They were native gunrunners. They had a camp over on the far side of the island where you saw that square. They had some um bunch of military equipment. One of it was an infrared uh camo net, but they weren't military and they put it up wrong. So um, instead of absorbing all the IR from below so that it would be, you know, match the environment, they installed it upside down and, and to infrared, it now looked extra hot. Oh. So, 
where they're dorks. positioned. Jeez, in other other times I've run it, they've gotten there a little sooner, so they've engaged with those guys as a separate sort of encounter. Um, and then variously, like you guys did, they either are when the shit hits the fan with the mercenaries. Because it's really the only way that you guys with a few sidearms can really kind of even the playing field is by engaging with the with yeah. the gun runners and says so you got a couple of native insurgent sympathizers in the party, it you know, it's easy to make that happen. Awesome. Was that was that use of knows everyone kind of a stretch? That was fun. That was perfect. That's one of the um, intentions behind having more generally interpreted skill sets rather than yeah. like computers for you have the you know computer engineer and all the things that a computer engineer can do. Um, if you're a connected local native who has lots of friends, you should be able to do all the things that do, which is know a guy. I'm a big believer in like any of these sorts of games where you have like these big abstracted ideas, just abstract it out as far as you can, because that makes it more fun for everyone. Oh, I sure appreciate you guys taking the time to invite me oh, on and no playing the game. Oh, of course, yeah. Thanks for coming well, thank out you. and running it. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was a blast. So, it's always fun to play with, Jeff. I appreciate it. And for those of you all tuning in listening, uh, at this moment, uh, the uh, Blue Planet Kickstarter will have been underway. I think it's launching, is it April 6th? Is that April what you're 6th, planning yep. on doing? Yep. Okay. All, so, all goes according if, to plan. Yeah, we'll launch uh, morning of the April 6th. All right. Awesome. So if you enjoyed what you listened to, please swing on over and check out the Blue Planet Kickstarter and, uh, you know, contribute to it. And yeah, you, you too could be playing this amazing game. Yeah. And give our, give our buddy Jeff a lot of love. It, it's a great <laughs> game. Thanks everybody. Yep. Oh, thank you. And for all of those tuning in, thank you. And you all have a good day. Bye-bye.